Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It's going to be a phenomenal evening. You know, I, I just, I wait, I just, my weeks get so crazy, and I'm always, I'm one of those people who spins plates. I multitask all the time, and today was one of those days that I just had to stop and let a couple of the plates drop, and it's one of the most satisfying sounds in the entire world, hearing them break when they hit the ground, Right? But this is like my peace. This is my joy, my time where I get to sit and have fun with you guys, and I don't have to multitask, and I don't have to think about anything else. And this becomes my entire universe for the next three hours. And it's awesome, and it's incredible. And I just guys want to, it's such a great thing you guys have built here. I'm so proud to be a part of this with you. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful I have this to run away to on Thursdays, you guys. I cannot even tell you. But first thing we need to do is, like, get to the, get to the good stuff. The number to call in tonight, if you would like to read, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We do have some stuff to go over. So while we do this, make sure you're getting your pens and pencils and notebooks and journals and quills and ink pots out. So um, you'll be ready when we have our inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop, in just a moment. First thing I want to do is let you know that next week, Christopher Ryan and I will be hosting together. So I'm really excited about that. He's going to be here and hang out with us. He doesn't get a chance to do that often, but whenever he can, I've grabbed him. It's really been neat because we've been able to have him on with us a couple of times hosting the last bit. And uh, I really like, you know, I hear you guys all the time, and I hear you read, and you guys hear me reply to you, and, you know, it's all, you know, fluffy bunnies and crap, but it's really cool for me. Hear, sit back and, and hear someone else sing your praises and hear someone else someone else's perspectives when you read and I just sit back and I listen to someone and they, they say these nice things about you and I just feel all like swelly and so much pride inside because you guys are amazing so yeah I think he gets really good feedback so I'm excited that he's going to be here with me next week I appreciate him bunches I am going to do, tonight I was going to announce the winner for your Poetry for Prizes, Poems of Place, but I did not get that done. I did not get through them all because there weren't any for a while, but man, at the end, you guys really stepped up to the plate. So there's a lot of them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to extend this contest for two more weeks. 
All right. So you are going to have until seventeenth. Um, Put that in there, seventeenth, so I don't forget. There we go. All right. So you're going to have through the seventeenth to get these done. So between now and then, we are working on poems of place. Remember, poems of place are exclusively about the place itself. The place is the subject of your poem, not you. I'm in the grocery store, and I'm wandering around, and I see this really hot chick in aisle three, and so I accidentally dropped the laundry soap, uh, but forgot that it was, like, in a glass bottle, and it was really my soda, and there was mess. No, we don't want to talk about that. What we want to talk about is the grocery store itself, the produce aisle or whatever. I don't know. You get the idea. So not you in a place. Talk about the place itself. If you're going to write a poem about Paris, write a poem about Paris, not you in Paris. Okay. So if you read those on the air, or first of all, if you write them, post them on my page, and that will get you entered into the drawing one time. If you come and read them on my show, that gets you entered into the contest two times. But if you do both, if you post it on my page and you come read it on the show, doubles and you get four entries into the contest. Okay? So recap, the place has to be the subject of your poem. You must post a poem directly on my page, by the way. Do not tag me because it will not work. At the top... You can put on, like, put Poma Place at the top of it if you want to, so it kind of stands out for me as I go through these. And then the poem can be any style or any length. So between now and the 17th, if you wrote 100 poems, haiku poems about different places every single day and posted them on my page, you'd have, like, a bazillion, well, I don't Math's not my strong point, but anyway, you'd have a whole buttload of entries into the contest, and that would make your chances of winning pretty darn good. So you have lots of time to get those written. Don't care how long they are, and go. But remember, don't tag me. You have to post them on my page or in the comments section. The uh, contest is posted to the top of my page, so you can find the rules and stuff like that easily there. You can post it in that thread, or... You can just post it directly on my page. Hang on, I'm pouring myself some grapefruit juice. Okay, now, next I want to do something very, 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 very important, and that is I want to thank our 2023 sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped contribute towards our 2023 broadcasting license. We have been on the air for, well, come October, we're we're doing our we'll be having our 17th year anniversary in October and I'm very in October and November I'm sorry and I'm really excited about that but 17 years ago 16 years ago when we started this I was able to do this all on my own 17 16 17 years later it's a little more expensive and I am no longer able to do a three-hour show all by myself. So if it were not for those of you who stepped up and said, we will help, we wouldn't still be here. So this really is a community effort. This really is something that belongs to us, you guys. This is a community that you have built that I'm proud to be a part of. And it's really important to recognize those people 
who help keep us on the air. We have for this year, Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Eliot, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shestick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. And I want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, Ray, uh, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you guys. Appreciate you so much. We would not be here were it not for you. Okay. I hope you have your pencils and ink pots and all that good stuff ready because it is time. Whoa, that was loud. For inspiration from the inkwell. <laughs> all right. So I don't have a writing assignment for you this week. We are going to – I'm changing that up from what I did last week, and I didn't get that done. So you got off the hook a little bit there because teacher was busy. So we're going to jump right in. Prompts. I'm catching a cold or something, you guys, and my throat is kind of sore, and I have some grapefruit juice, so if I stop to take a drink, just bear with me. Like I've always said, there's nothing pretentious about this show at all. We hang out. We have fun. We share poetry. We don't always do it pretty, but we always do it, and I think that's the magic of who we are and why we've lasted so long is because we just love what we're doing. You guys don't expect me to be perfect, which is good, because I am absolutely not. And that's why I think I have so much fun on here, too, because I just get to be me, you know? I don't have to pretend or I don't have to talk in that radio voice or anything. So I love you guys. I'm all warm and fuzzy and huggy today. Ugh. Someone tell me to knock it off. Anyway, all right, so let's get straight into your prompts, because I do have those ready. And as I go through these, keep in mind that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or just the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. And I get to say another thank you because for the last months or so, I have been Normally, I would come up with all the prompts, but I thought it'd be kind of fun one week if you guys did, and it's just turned into this thing now, and last week, the page absolutely blew up. It was crazy. We had like over 100 comments. That was just unreal crazy, but all the prompts that I'm using here lately aren't mine. They come from you guys, and some of them are pretty funny, and some of them are brilliant, and some of them are just very strange and exciting, and some of them are serious and contemplating. And this is just an amazing mixture. You know, it's a very good representation of the melting pot that we are. And so they're pretty, they're pretty awesome, and I'm really enjoying sharing them with you. I'm really enjoying you guys sending them to me. So with that said, let's get right into it. We're going to go with number one. Backlit world, backlit world. Number two, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Number three, lost in the emoji cons. 
lost in emojicons. Four, tonight we break the ties that bind. Tonight we break the ties that bind. Five, sitting on a park bench. Sitting on a park bench. Number six, I was almost kind of on the verge. I was almost kind of on the verge. Number seven, bound in sweet grass. Bound in sweet grass. Number eight, you found my melody. You found my melody. Number nine, 100 degrees of needing separation. 100 degrees of needing separation. Number 10, let's not small. Let's not talk small. Number 11, he texted me he had died. He texted me he had died. I love that one. That's freaking awesome. Uh, Secrets the fairies told me. Secrets the fairies told me is number 13. Number 14, the box in my closet. The box in my closet. And number 15, if I made love to you with words, I would say this, or I say this. If I made love to you with words, I say this. Okay, remember, can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, or you can use all of them in one poem if you're feeling froggy. Use all 15 lines in one poem. Work them in there. So that's it for this week on the prompts. Looking through there real quick, make sure I didn't miss anything. So, yeah, you're good. So before you sit down and write to these, I'm going to go through your writing exercise real quick, which is different from the assignment. I didn't lie. We have no assignment, but you do have your exercise. This is a weekly thing. never changes. We're going to talk about your pick-a-part-a-prompt writing exercise. And this is to highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write to it. What this exercise does helps you get away from the instant knee-jerk reaction you have inside your mind when you hear something that inspires you. Because your brain is like a computer. You know when you type things in and you just happen to go look at tents on Amazon and then all of a sudden there's tent things everywhere? It's all getting pulled up. Or if you do a search for something, it's going to pull up the things that you search first. It's predict, like predict a pull up something. I don't know what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. It's your brain's muscle memory. When you hear something that inspires you, immediately your brain is going to pull up the most familiar images. What I want to do is filter through those, get past those. You've already written those poems. I want to find the ones, I want to help you find the ones that are deeper inside you. Beyond the fluff, beyond the shiny things, beyond the known elements. I want you to look in the corners. I want you to look under the rug. Find things that you wouldn't normally think of when you write a poem. And to do that, 
what we're going to do is I want you to write the first prompt that I gave you, which was Backlit World, at the top of your page. You don't have to do it right now. You can do this later. Um, But you'll write that at the top of your page. And then I want you to write down at least six different ideas of poems that you could write to that prompt. So don't write a poem to it yet. But I want you to really think it through, kind of turn it over and analyze it and squish it up and unfold it and wrinkle it and let it flap in the wind for a little while. And, and find six different poems you could write to that one prompt. When you get done with that one, go to number two, number three, number four, all the way down to the end until you have at least six different poems you could write to each of the 15 prompts. And I guarantee you, you won't get to the end of this without something grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to be off and running. And normally when we think of something or we hear something that inspires us, instantly, you know, October, and instantly we think about those leaves starting to fall. And we grab our pens and we're writing and we're furious. And, you know, we think that's our muse. That's not our muse. That's, that's like getting pulled in by the basic, the ordinary. But you do this exercise and you're going to dig something up and you're going to feel that. And we all know what that that is, that feeling you get when you know. I'm going to try to explain all that because you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll find that by doing this exercise. You owe it to yourself to do this. You know, let's face it. All of us have a passion for what we do. But we can always grow. We can always learn. We can always be better. There's reasons that people remember Edgar Allan Poe. There's people, reasons that people still read Oscar Wilde. There's reasons that Shakespeare is still performed worldwide. Why? They were just ordinary writers. What did they do differently? Differently. Do things other writers don't do. Find the things that are not basic, that are not predictable, that are surprising. This right here, this one thing, if you do this, that's what's going to help you. That's what's going to help you do that. And you do this for a while, muscle memory again. takes 21 days for something to become a habit. You do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. That's how long it takes to develop that muscle memory. You do this, and pretty soon your brain is going to automatically do that when you think is something to write, it's going to start flipping through ideas. When that, that October and the, the orange leaf pops up, it's going to flip right past that and go keep going and keep going until it finds something. Tell me that doesn't sound exciting, right? Okay. <laughs> Remember, as food For our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have output. What kind of poems do you think that you would write if you lived in a white house with all white walls and floors and furniture and all the food boxes were white and you never left and that was the the only input you've ever had? What kind of poems could you write? You need to bring in some color, some flavor, some light. So read, 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 and live. Walk out the door once in a while. Take a different way home. Go to a different place for lunch. Stop and watch a Little League game. 
Go out and grab an ice cream from the ice cream truck. Do things different. That's as good as reading. You're having new experiences, new input into your brain. You have to have those things. Okay, now, next thing, our writer's discipline. Writer's discipline is very important. Discipline, eh, no one likes it. Well, I guess there's some people who like discipline, but that's a completely different show and poem. But writer's discipline, we have to practice our craft. We have to do things that keep us moving forward, that keeps that side of our brain active. We give so much of our brain power to someone else every single day. And that's why this is so important, because if you do this, it's letting that part of your brain know, I know I'm busy, but I hear you, dude. I'm right here. I see you. I'll get with you in a minute. I haven't forgotten about you. Because I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than pissing off your muse and having it give you the silent treatment because you haven't been paying attention to it. And that is not writer's block. That is being lazy. So do your writer's discipline exercise every week. And it's easy. Every day, I want you to write a haiku poem. A haiku, that's it. And I don't care if you don't like haikus. And if you don't like haikus, then what I would like you to do is write a 17-syllable sentence. All right, a haiku poem is three lines, five, seven, five syllable count on those lines. It's as easy as writing a sentence. You could have a conversation with me for two minutes, and I could pull, I bet you I could pull ten haikus out of that conversation for things you said. So carry a paper and pencil around with you every day. Go out into the world and find something worth 17 syllables. And all your rushing, 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 stop for a moment and find them. Find your haiku. If the syllable count isn't perfect when you write it down, I don't care. You can always come back later and fix it, add a couple, take a couple away. It doesn't matter. Just get it written down. Every day, find your haiku poem. And, you know, I've said this before, but, you know, you do that every day at the end of a year, you're going to have 365 haiku poems. You pull out between 60, maybe 70. You know, you're going to have a lot of crappy ones. You're going to have some good ones. You're going to have some pretty amazing ones. You know, out of the 365, pull out your 60 best. And you've got a haiku book. Easy peasy. All right. Closing this out, I'm going to run through our prompts again for this week very quickly. Number one, backlit world. Number two, guess who's back. Three, lost in emojicons. Four, tonight we break the ties that bind. Five, sitting on a park bench. I was almost kind of on the verge. Seven, found in sweetgrass. Eight, you found my melody. Nine, a hundred degrees of needing separation. <laughs> Ten, let's not talk small. I like that one too. Eleven, he texted me he had died. Thirteen, secrets the fairies told me. Secrets the fairies told me. Number fourteen, the box in my closet. And number 15, if I made love to you with words, I say this. Okay, poets, that's it for this week's edition from Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, don't panic. You can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. Start it, stop it, write it down at your leisure, and you'll be good to go. All right, so now 
I am going to play, where we start and end every episode with an audio track from one of you, our poets. So if you have something that you've recorded and you would like me to play it on the air, you can email that to me. You can send message it to me on Facebook. And if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And shoot me a message, send me that track, or you can email me an MP3 file. And the email for the show is the, the word the is in the email title, the T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. And we will get those uploaded to the library and we will play them for the world. The piece that I have chosen for tonight is called Symphony Rainbow and it is performed by King's Cadence. So here you go. King's Cadence and this poem is called Symphony. There we go. Somewhere over the rainbow we made plans of you and I holding little his in her hands. A power in color schemes to things that newly expecting parents often dream. Not knowing well with each day passing the stepping on of eggshells. And prayers laid that this union doesn't fail. The enjoyments and togetherness of these appointments and hands alternating on your stomach in love at levels that even inside you feel wanted. Name selections, promises of a short protection so worth the weight that it still comes with stressing. But then we get closer, more afraid like we can almost see the day our bundle of joy is finally on its way. Before the doctor turns to say with that serious look on his face that we can't find a heartbeat. We don't detect movement choruses of I'm sorry and me trying to stop you from losing it. And then panic. And then grief and then the pain that's running so deep. I try my best to hold you complete but the anguish in you tells me to leave you be. Looking at this empty room that's a constant remainder of you. Already collected clothing and baby furniture that it hurts to move. Feeling like you can never go through these hurts again. But it's the same so many parents are damaged when the baby lands somewhere over the rainbow. Please forgive my ignorance. But how do we have such hurting that swells deep within for a baby that I've never held? But my soul feels disturbed as if I'm out comforted by the words, My Lord, how do you take life before it's born? What use does it serve? I close my eyes tightly and cradle your dreams so vivid. I still feel that I'm able to. The emptiness, I simply just don't understand how this is best. Don't see the smiles her mother wore. Furthermore, doctors warned that she would never again bore. And me seeing the tears running, we both have heartbreak and can't take it anymore. 
praying for acceptance, putting away evidence of the planning, and tears run. You can't imagine how bad I need understanding. All that's left are my wishes to follow my child over the rainbow. And peace. Really, really, really love that I have so many pieces of his still that I'm able to share. He is a powerful poet. That was intense. All right, guys. So, do you know what time it is now? Hmm? Anybody? Anybody? It's time for you, the poets. Yeah. Let them get that out of their system. Get if I don't let them do their share. All right, guys. So this is the deal. The number again to call in if you would like to read tonight is six four six five nine five three nine six five. If you would like to read, I want to say a quick hello and welcome to Larry in the chat room. It is really nice to see you in there. And uh, not sure if you're going to call in tonight, but I hope that you do. I uh, see Annie on the line, excited to talk to her. And little Gary, we have not talked to you in forever, guy. I am so glad that you're going to be reading tonight and you are already in queue. What's your, uh, what's your, pop your area code in chat for me so I can find you. And also I want to let Emmy, Miss Emmy Darling know, you were in the lineup, but you are not now. So if you were planning on coming on, there you go. Okay, I've got you. Good girl. All right, and then we have, I got 732, you're in there. All right, everybody's good. All right, so anyway, we take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code. Okay, I got you in there, Larry. So when uh, you hear your area code and I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and your name is attached to your work. You can read two poems right now. We do have quite a few callers on hold, but you can read two normal poems or one long poem. If the lines get too busy tonight and I have to cut that back and cut you down to reading just one and it happens on your turn, I am terribly sorry and apologize, but right now you are good to go at two poems. Little Gary, so good to see you. It's been so long. He's chatting in the chat room. So I'm just like totally keeping y'all waiting while I, you know, enjoy myself for a moment. Okay, so anyway, two poems. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and you start establishing yourself a writer's network. People who inspire, you know, inspire and be inspired. That's what you get out of having a writer's network. Remember, please that we have a mature rating. So know that you are bound to hear just about anything on here, with the exception of adult porn poems. No hardcore erotica, no tab A into slot B, no bumping body parts. Other than that, you are good to go. You know where that line is. Don't cross it, and we'll all get along just fine. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers Actually, I'm going to go a little bit deeper than that because I want to let Jimmy know where he is. I was so proud of him last week. Coming in first, but this week he is not first. 
so there must have been alien abduction and he just escaped. So I want to make sure he knows where he is. That's why our first caller is area code eight five zero, followed by seven three one nine oh three four one nine six one nine and seven oh two. That is our starting lineup. So let's go ahead and grab area code eight five zero. You are on the air. Hey, Miss Nala, how Mike. you doing? How you doing, Mike? It's good to hear from you. It's not Mike, it's Rich. Rich. Oh, no. why did I say Mike? Mike's, I'm looking at Mike's number. Michael Todd's number, <laughs> too. He's, right, he's right below you. I'm such a dork. No hello, sweetheart. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, this is Rich, uh, Dead Society Poet on social media. And, uh, Are you on the river? Yes, ma'am, but I cannot blow the horn. I'm, oh, I'm, sadness! We're shut down <laughs> again, and I've got a I've got a boat tied up next to me, so it would scare the hell out of them too. But I have not forgotten. I <laughs> will so blow the lucky horn. I'm not you. one of your crewmates because I'd be in trouble <laughs> all the time. I would be like, what's his name, um, Maverick, uh, buzzing the tower. I'd be shooting that yeah. horn all the time. You'd you'd fire me. <laughs> requesting, requesting a flyby. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, how uh, I trust you're doing well. And uh, I was thinking of a question I was wanting to ask you, uh, and I'm not trying to uh, hog a bunch of time or whatever, but I just, I don't. In all the years y'all have done this, you've probably talked about it a hundred times, but I've never, I've never heard you say it. I was just kind of curious. At mm-hmm. what point, uh, in your writing, I don't know when you started, how young you were, how long you've been doing. Obviously, you've been doing it long as the show, I'm assuming. But at what point in your life did you, did you say, okay, I can. I can do this or I'm going to keep going or did you make the decision that I've got to keep, I've got to keep at it? I started writing when I was old enough to pick up a crayon and do pictographs on my bedroom wall. That's when I started writing. And I've, I've always written. Now I've gone through dry periods where life has shook me up a little and I had to adult here or do something over there and I went through periods where I didn't write but there's a lot of things in life that are not who you are so I don't know if there's ever go ahead I'm sorry I said amen I was disagreeing yeah So I don't know if there was ever a time when, and I think it's that way for all of us, or most artists or creative people, there's never a time when we decide we're going to keep doing this. Yes, I'm going to do this. I think that we do it because that's who we are at our core. You know, so even though there were periods where I didn't write, I was still a writer, even though I wasn't writing. You know, it's like Miss Annie, she paints, you know, and she may go well without painting, but she's still a painter. You know, so I don't know. I don't know if there's ever, a, if yeah. there if there was a decision. I think it was just what we do. Yeah. I don't know. That's my answer. Well, 
If you guys, yeah, I, get, I think yeah, it's a good I, question. I, I think other, everybody can weigh in on this tonight. When I bring you on the air, you guys, yeah. let's hear some answers, what you guys think about that, if you want to share. All right, I'm done. Uh, no problem. Yeah, it was, that was kind of a, uh, I was thinking more along the line of, like, sharing it with people and, you know, because I know there's, uh, I know I mentioned Jim Harrison last week. I could talk about Jim Harrison mm-hmm. all the time. Jim Harrison talked about it, and I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, there was a a writer, Jim Harrison called him the best historical fiction writer that there's ever been, that he's ever read. He said, if there's a better one, I've never read it. And this guy never shared his stuff. He lived in a cabin in the woods somewhere in northern Michigan, and he wrote and put it on the shelf. There's like a dozen people have seen his stuff. You know, you bring up a really good point, and you guys, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but please indulge me um, for a moment. We were actually talking, I was talking with a friend about this earlier this week. And that's actually one of the reasons why this show is so important to me. It's one of the reasons that we do this. It's one of the reasons that I do this every week. You know, a lot of you don't know this, but I have a horrific, horrific fear of speaking in public. And to the point where if you listen to the 16 years worth of shows, my show opening is always the same. Because if I can't, it, I know it. And if I can get through that, that first part of the show opening with what I know, then it gives my nerves time to exhale, and then I can keep going and I'm fine. But I have to have that familiar consistency at the beginning of the show or I'd throw up on my shoes. Okay. And I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot where I was going with this. What were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) There was a point I was going to make. What was I saying? Oh, the show. Okay. I'm I'm glad to know know where. (laughs) I, I brought us back. So that's one of the reasons that I started this show, even though it was a really hard decision for me to do because I don't like talking in front of people. And I know that I'm on the radio. I'm on the air. I'm on your little computer screens. But I still know you guys are real, and I know you're out there. And it just freaks me out. But I did the same thing for years and years and years. I wrote a poem when I was young, and my mom read it, and it was about the neighbor boy. I think I was probably 10 when I wrote it, and she found my little notebook, and it was about kissing the neighbor boy, Randy Davis, because he was so cute. And she called me a slut. And I didn't know what that word meant. But I didn't want to be called that again because she didn't say it like it was a nice thing. And so I hid my writing. I didn't let anybody ever see it. And my son, my youngest son, Ben, was helping. We were moving, and he was carrying an apple box. And it, he was carrying it up the stairs, and it broke open, and all of my three-ring binders and journals and spiral notebooks fell all over, out everywhere. And he started picking them up and, and was looking, you know, Somewhere flipped open, he was reading him. He says, Mom, did you write all this? And it's like, yeah. He goes, well, you need to get on MySpace because there's so many poets and stuff on there, and you would really like it, and this is really good. And that's how I ended up sharing my stuff. And I thought about all the years that I kept my writing hidden when I wouldn't share it, when I was too afraid, you know. And I don't want anyone to ever feel like they don't have a voice or they don't have a place 
where they can be heard. And I don't care if someone's a brand new poet and they're just starting out and just learning the craft, or if they've someone who's, you know, if someone who's been learning and, and you know, all the degrees and letters behind their name they could possibly have, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody needs to have a place where they can be heard. Nobody deserves to have their writing silenced or a place where they don't feel safe to share the thing that's the most core passion about them. You know, and that's why 16 years later, coming on 17 years, we're still here. Is because I refuse. There's, I mean, the stories I've heard some of you guys tell me over the years, the mm. things that you've told me in private, things that, you know, this person was on the show and they inspired me and that person changed my life and the interactions. I mean, it's, it's like I get to sit back and watch magic happen. And that's why we're still here. After all these years, that's why we're still here is because I refuse to ever not let somebody have a place to be heard. Sorry, I, I went off in a ever... No, 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 no. That's, that's what I wanted you to do. That's uh, what I hoped you would do. Uh, my uh, my ex-wife uh, was absolutely appalled when, you know, I would kind of tinker around with it. I've had a I've had a story that I, I guess one day will be a book. It exists. It lives on a flash drive. It's been on there for years. Every now and then I open it up and I'm like, God, what drunk monkey wrote this? But I add to it and I go on and. Uh, oh my God! Please, but, please, I'm interrupting, but please tell me you'll use that for a title of a book someday. <laughs> That'll be the title on the next one: "The Musings of a Drunk Monkey." But uh, yes. Anyway, uh, I you know when I discovered when I got into Charles Bukowski and discovered uh, the poem "Barking" by Jim Harrison, you know, totally changed me. And, you know, opened my eyes to so many things. I just, I literally, I went to my knees after I read it. I was like, I, I didn't know that kind of writing existed. And uh, I remember my ex-wife looking at me and she's like, you want to, you know, I said something about, you know, I want I would love, I want to try this. I'm going to start, I'm going to start writing. And she looked dead in my eyes and said, poetry is what teenage girls write when their boyfriend breaks up with them. Not what grown men write. <laughs> and I said, boy, I'm glad nobody told, you know, I mean, hell, pick anybody. You know, Oscar Wilde, Edgar Allan Poe, any of them. You know, glad nobody told them, you know, glad nobody told any of the legends that. But uh, right. a few years ago, when I, uh, just real quick, a few years ago when I was welcomed into the uh, the Twitter writing community, uh I was brought into this uh, theme room with a bunch of writers. And, and like you said, several of these people had, had letters behind their name. I'm like, what the hell am I doing in here? And uh, like three or four of them were published writers and poets. And I don't remember what the theme was, but uh, I did this poem. I wound up making it rhyme. And I just did it in 200 days. I did it in one tweet. You know, it was kind of like, I'm going to do this in one tweet. Well, I get a message from what I felt like was the best writer of them. His name was Matt. I can't remember his last name. Uh, he's been published 
several times. I think he's got a couple of novels and a couple of poetry book, a couple of poetry books. The dude's out of sight. I get a message from him, and he says, "I've been sitting here 15 minutes, wanting to know how you told that much of a story in 280 characters." And that I almost did a cartwheel in the wheelhouse when I read that message. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's like, you got to be kidding me. But anyway, so, uh, but that was the, that was the push. Like, okay, you know, keep sharing your stuff. Keep trying. Keep, keep looking for your voice. You know, you know, you may be on to something here. And history will tell if I actually am. But, you know, we'll see. We don't have to wait for you, history. I can tell you that now. Well, I appreciate it. You ready for a couple of hiccups so I can let the next person go? I am absolutely ready, yes. Okay. Well, this one is from today, uh, and incidentally, it is it, it wound up rhyming, so I just went with it. And uh, it is called The Taste of Apology. Soaked in solitude, midnight sinks in. Seems floating indefinitely, I've always been. Whiskey-tainted whispers compile this anthology, burning my tongue on the taste of apology. Handwritten heartache of self-made calamity where pain is cried down through beats of eternity. A love disembodied, chained to this eulogy as ghosts of forbidden names fool me again beautifully. In peace. Wow. There's some sweet sorrow in that. Yes, ma'am. Appreciate it. That was beautiful. Well, was, yeah. well uh, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And uh, this one, uh, I don't know what y'all have had up there, but we've had an incredible moon the last few nights. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yes. I, I was easing up river last night, and I stepped out the wheelhouse door, and took a pretty picture, and as I was working up uh, a prompt for my theme room and kind of had a couple of things bouncing around in my noggin already because there's plenty of room up there, uh, I wound up, I put I put this down yesterday, or, or excuse me, last night. I wrote this late, late last night. This is called Mississippi Moon. Mississippi Moon, tell me a story. A song of crescendo chords in line with my dream and diesel engine hum. She's painting the night sky in a portrait of longing mirrored across the water where the river has my gratitude for granting safe passage to one of its own. It's unused power beneath the surface where wounds dwell and loneliness is a double-bladed knife. In peace. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Just the, the the image that you described of you stepping out of the of the wheelhouse thingy and out onto the to take the picture of the room, that was pretty awesome too. That's my own so it made me, it made me want to be there on the boat with you. Looking at the water and the moon, I bet it was so pretty. The water, the moon reflecting off the water. It is. I'll. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll. I'll. Uh, 
I'll I'll message the pictures to you, and if you want to share them or whatever, you can. But uh, mm-hmm. I uh, I'll send I'll send them to you. Perfect. That would be awesome. I would love that. Thank you. All righty. Well, uh, guys, I've taken up more than my share of time. Uh, maybe Jimmy won't skewer me too bad. And uh, well, I think you said Mr. Todd's next. But uh, anyway, uh, I will get out of the way of uh, the next one. And y'all have a good week. And we'll see y'all next week. All right, hon. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, ma'am. We'll see y'all next time. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Michael Todd. You are on the air. Hello, Michael Todd, calling from West Tennessee. Do you see area code six one nine? I do see area code six one nine. Bring up Mr. Larry Cushman. He's my guest. I am bringing him on. Mr. Larry, are you with us? Uh, yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. So hey, you're you here Hi, Larry, with me and you, Mike man. tonight. Yeah, I feel pretty special about that. Out. Yeah, now I want you. No, to you don't get to duck and cover, me. Mister. <laughs> yes, no, sir. he's you not ducking and covering. Back. I control the I control the the mute button. You're going to hang out with me and comment on his palms with me, Michael. Would you okay. please? No. I want y'all to visit. He's got a lot to talk about. Well, we'll all visit then. Mute me. Go ahead, Larry. What's going on? <laughs> well, I, I think um, this visit tonight to you uh, and the show um, was prompted by something I said about the uh, MySpace poetry movement. And Mike pointed out that uh, MySpace came on online 20 years ago this week, which is pretty amazing. Um, and my my comment was, I think um, the MySpace poetry movement, which is something that I've called it, is every bit as um, genuine and um, something that should be taken seriously as like the beat poet generation. Um, when you think yeah. about it, there wasn't a, another time in history where so many hundreds of thousands of people were writing poems. And the... When I first got to to MySpace, the just the atmosphere, the artistic um, impulses that you got from just reading through your page, it was amazing. And um, and the poetry that came out of it. When you think about some of the po the poems that you read and the the poets, they were just they were you know fantastic writers. And I just I don't see how people can really you know, look over us as all of us. And then I see a lot of you here, you're all, you're all there during the MySpace days. You know, we were all writing poetry. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't see how we can't view that as being legitimate. The other um, thing that I had said is that we should write this up. We should write the history of it. Um, both the, the individual writers, um, the groups, um, which were huge, um, shows like this um, and the groups, you know, the, the online groups, not the, um, not the, sort of, I, I can't really remember what we call them, but the page groups. So the, like the one Turingo ran and the, where they'd get together and they'd all kind of work together as a, a collective. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing um, what happened. And I, I, 
I can't really, you know, as a semi-student of history, I can't remember another time where anything like that happened, you know, especially as poetry was dying. It was, it was an art form that had been gatekeeped by people who really didn't like poetry much anymore. Um, so it was an amazing, an amazing movement, and, and the history of it should be um, uh, written. Um, easily, you know, I was thinking of something easy, like just going on Wikipedia, just getting a lot of us who were there at the time to actually write this up and, um, and make it something that you know, can be remembered. What I thought was amazing about MySpace was it was so genuine. You know, first of all, it was a, my. It was my. Uh, Mike and I were talking about this yesterday on the phone, but that was my introduction to the computer, to all the social networking. I had never even messed around with the computer before I got on Facebook, and so it was my yeah. first experience. You know, and I think we were talking about you know people not using their real names. I think that that granted me the freedom to show who I really was. And I always heard a lot of people saying, well, that was so fake back then. You know, people were just, you know, and there, I'm sure there was some of that going on. But I think the majority of what happened was it gave people the genuine license to be genuinely themselves. Because I, I, I agree. was That's able, just... hiding behind my name, I was able to share parts of me that the world, my world, made me hide for so long. And on there, and I, I agree. just it made it, me. Being online gave you sort of a distance from reality. Like, you know, even, even me, and I'm not, I'm not a fragile flower this way, but the first time I read one of my poems at Drunk Poet Society down here in LB, <laughs> I was scared to death. <laughs> and I do mm-hmm. scary things. You know, like, hey, yeah, whatever, let's go do a first ascent. <laughs> But, hey, 20-foot waves, let's go, woo-hoo. But, man, standing up in front of those people that I didn't even know and actually, you know, reading my, my work, yeah, that's, that was terrifying. And it was um, – it did. It, I think it – even for me, um, it helped me to sort of uh, come out of my, my literary shell for one thing. It took Chris Maddock and Cy Philbrook four or five years to beat into my head that I didn't have to be afraid of what I was actually saying. But um, no, I completely agree. It was, it was a very freeing moment in history. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm just the way you were able to create your world, your page, you could go onto someone's page and, you know, you talk about first impressions, you jump on someone's Facebook page and it is so impersonal, but you jumped on someone's MySpace page and Instantly, you had, you were, you saw that person. You knew what they were about. You knew from the things they had on there, the music that was playing, the color schemes they used. The, I mean, yeah. just it, it was, it was magic. It was a magic place. It really it was. was. It was, and you know, it was slowly ruined. And and um, Facebook isn't the same at all. I mean, it's it's a lot more impersonal. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and, and I think at some point we sort of lost that sense of community and that, that artistic drive that like fed a lot of that poetry back then. Um, well, this show and, would not exist that. were it not for, for MySpace. This, this yeah. radio show was birthed from 
a bulletin that I posted and a comment that Jimmy Ray Davis made on it that grew it into a group. And from the group, it became a radio show. And so this is a cause and effect of that social generation, the fact that this yeah. show is still here. Yeah. No, and I, it, it's, um, I think it's a testament to the strength of, you know, what we believed and what we still believe you know, in writing and poetry and in the spoken word of, of humanity, um, which is what poetry really is. Um, and I, I have um, one thing. One of the things that really bothers me about what people say about the MySpace poetry movement is, um, especially the larger publishers who I've talked to, and they talk about iPoems, which for me is sort of a, sub, a sore subject because I write quite a few of my poems in first person. And I do that because it, it makes the language more immediate. It makes the language more visceral. Um, it forces the reader to connect to what I'm saying. Um, and, I, and I put together, I, I talked to a, a publisher about that a little while ago, actually. Um, and I put together a short, um, I put together a, just a short thing, if you don't mind me reading. But my response to him is, well, if you got rid of um, iPoems, throughout history. You wouldn't have published, um, for instance, um, let us go then you and I when the evening is spread out against the sky like a patient etherized upon a table. Proof Rock by T.S. Eliot. Um, I always knew that I came from another language. And now even when I can no longer see, I continue to arrive at words. W.S. Merwin, The Blind Seer of Ambon. Uh, E.E. E. Cummings, You shall be above all things, be glad and young. I'd rather learn from one bird how to sing than teach 10,000 stars how not to dance. Uh, James Wright, a blessing. Suddenly I realized that if I stepped out of my body, I would break into blossom. Um, in my craft or so in art, <laughs> you know, exercise in the still night when only the moon rages and the lovers lie abed with all their grease in their arms. I labor by singing light. That's, a, that's an eye poem. Even um, Allen Ginsberg, Hal, I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical, naked, dragging themselves through the Negro streets at dawn, looking for an angry fix, angel-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavenly connection to the starry dynamo and the machinery of night. I mean, when you think about how many great poems are I poems, I don't think that's a really fair, fair restriction to put on what we wrote at the time. Um, and like any any movement, there was a lot of bad poetry, but there was also a lot of great poetry, and it, a lot of it was um, it was you know based on first person eye poems. Well, poets have never been good at coloring inside the lines anyway, so I don't know who makes up the rules, but where is it written besides by man? And if man wrote it, I don't have to listen to it, so I do what yeah, I want. No, we did, and that's why they that's why they try. That. That's why they try very hard to sort of delegitimize that era because they were the gatekeepers. They were the gatekeepers of what they thought was poetry, and we went around that. We became published. Um, I, don't, I remember we had those trackers, and I, <laughs> so I had this really serious conversation with me one time. I'm like, how many people looked at your, your blog today? And I told him. And it was a lot. And he said, well, do you think you know, that many people – talked about Dylan Thomas today? No, I didn't. You know, I, I, had, to, I had to agree with him. Like, okay, no, <laughs> probably not around the world. 
um, it they try to delegitimize what we do just based on how we wrote, and I don't think that's I don't think that's fair, and I don't think it's I don't think it's a legitimate criticism. And also, Nyla, I am suffering from the same throat thing that you are. It's gone around work, and today I seem to have it. So if my voice sounds weird, that's what's going on. No, you sound, you sound, you're coming through really well. Okay. So what are you going to read for us tonight, Larry? Um, I mean, other than those poems? <laughs> um, I have, well, uh, how, much, how much time do we have? Yep. Or how much you do you want more. me to read? You can read, you, you can read one more. Okay. Um, then in the, well, let's see, in the spirit of, um, in the spirit of Facebook, or MySpace, I mean, um, who I can't really associate or think about without thinking about this person I'm going to read, I Would Be, which was written for Syafoot Philbrook. Hang on. I love him. I still have, I have some of his tracks. In fact, in honor of you saying, bringing him up for the second time during this conversation, I'm going to close the show with one of his tracks tonight. Yeah, he was wonderful. He gave me, mm-hmm. this, that knucklehead gave me the handwritten first draft of Ragamuffin. I have it to this day. Um, I've, tried to, I, I've actually tried to connect with his um, children to give it back to them because I believe they really should have it. But um, mm-hmm. it's sitting right, right here next to me as I read. But <clears throat> anyway, I wrote this for Sai so he would know what it's like to be friends together. <clears throat> this is not poetry. This is me, plain as paper. And not a fancy Linton, no. Plain white bond. The bond of students and clerks and petrol station attendants. The bond of ballpoint pens, tattered folders, and love notes carried in pockets. The bond you leave on the nightstand to remind the missus you will be late and not to worry. The bond you leave folded under a windshield wiper to remind your mate that he is just that. I am nothing fandy, fancy. I would be small talk over pint glasses and crisps, language emoting rough touches of soul that define the definite, a remembrance of coarse life drawn down to blood-hued truth, common as salt, simple as ash. I would be the friend that makes your wife roll her eyes when you mention my name, the one who watches the dog while you're on holiday and puts up a guest in his flat, the friend who laughs too loud and drags you along into the mischief and mayhem, the one who makes you see dangerous dreams, the kind that stains your eyes and heart with broader brush strokes. I would be the friend your wife chides you about and the friend she hugs first at Christmas dinners and school recitals. I would be the friend that coaches, <laughs> coaxes Guinness out of your nose and makes you fall laughing off the bar stool, the one that drinks you down every chance he gets, the friend of one more shot and the last pound spent, the friend that would stand with you anywhere the friend who takes the first blow and the last swing, the friend who carries the truth in his eyes. I would be the friend who makes you understand your greatness or kills you trying, the friend who reminds you that you cannot be afraid of dying or of living. I would be the friend who met you in the park to kick the ball around long after the lighting of the lamps when only the dinner dishes await our return and English gray has settled upon our eyes. Summer tired and wings soft into the song of the moths and the curlews fall cry. 
the friend who stops suddenly and clouds up because he cannot bear the simple beauty of it all. I would be the friend who, that hugged you too much and called you too late just to apologize for something only I remember and to tell you I love you. The reason you walk down the streets shaking your head or laugh to yourself at an inappropriate time because of some terrible joke I told you. The too large, too happy friend, the one that doesn't mind taking the Mikey if it makes you laugh because I'm supposed to make you laugh. The friend, crazy as cardboard signs, you know the one. A quiet message brought to you by some rumpled backroads traveler sitting there, cloud dark, in a forlorn petrol station with a cardboard sign telling us all that Christ himself told him we are all buggered because we do not know how to love. I would be the friend that gives him his last quid and stops to listen. I would be the friend that argues with you about Eliot and Blake and what poetry really is and how this could not be poetry because poetry describes love, abandoned and fearless, costly and plain, that real poetry comes only from the heart in the shape of callous lives, stories that crisscross human connections and all these things we hold in broken hands, precious in our warm moments, borrowed against time that never forgives, love that can be spoken in a language only angels hear. I would be the friend who should write you a poem someday because this isn't poetry at all. End poem. End poem. Wow. <laughs> I think that if you do not call up Dennis and have them read that line of that poem to them so that they can start a whole advertising campaign around it, you're missing, you're missing the boat. Which, which I'm a friend who, I am the friend who would force Guinness out of your nose. <laughs> yes, and I am. That is brilliant. That whole piece absolutely touched my heart in a way that I can't even explain. I would love it if you would send that to me in a message on Facebook. I'll do it. So so I can read it again? I I thought that was incredible. Yes, thank you. You're very welcome. And um in the in the chat, um, Jimmy uh said something about great idea if everyone is included. My idea is for everyone to be included. I want there's as far as I can tell there's three sort of areas of Facebook poetry. And I was only a part of one. You know, everybody needs to be involved, and if we're not, then it wouldn't be a good idea. But I really do. Um, and if I can take just one more se- just one more second, I'm sorry. Something I actually really do want to talk about is on um, Facebook. I've started um, something. I just I post poems on Sunday, and I've asked everybody just to get in the habit of making the the positive louder, um, making Facebook a little bit more like MySpace. I mean. The poets I see here have thousands of poems amongst them. You know, we have plenty of stuff that we can post, even if it's not new. But just every Sunday, let's take Facebook back from the, the shouting and anger and all that other stuff and and make it something artistic <sighs> and beautiful again. Um, well, you and mean, I'm doing I, my I best. Can't, I can't watch people pop their pimples or hear about their hemorrhoids or the fact their best mm. friend, you know, tore their blouse or what the dentist found picking out of their teeth? You mean besides all that amazing stuff that I have to know every day? 
Oh, wow, that sounded exactly. rather rude, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I just think that, you know, we've lost sight of, of what started all this, you know? And, it, yeah, no, it's not my space. And, no, we don't have, you know. My space will never be that. Somebody needs to come in and realize the potential of creating another society that's geared toward artists like like my space was and it's going to have to be a whole new thing facebook will never be yeah. that because it is so focused on info farming that is their whole thing they give us a place to hang out barely and do nothing but info farm so that they can sell that to advertisers and stuff and that's their gig that's their business and that's fine i just don't like it you know this is, uh, i don't this is i don't either and they took so. they took notes they took notes from us you know they took they took notes um, and our ability to actually post our work. I mean, you know, and I, and they just they have just started to, like you, on your on your uh, news stream, it will hold um, structure now. But you still, if you want a two line space, you have to put a period, like a, a, just something, in the margin so that it holds that that space. But it they've just changed that over the last maybe less than a year. So that's why I've started to, to post my work again because the structure of my poetry is actually important to me. I think it conveys an idea of what's going on. So they've done that. And, and, a little tip. Um, that's, I never post my yes. poems unless I put them on a JPEG image. And there's two reasons, and this is important, you guys. There's two reasons to do that. One is because a lot of places, if you go to publish your work, if it's on your social media, they consider that published and they will not publish you. So you could submit mm-hmm. something to a journal to be published, and they're going to do a search on that. They always do when they, you know, start narrowing it down. And if they find that poem online, then they'll reject your poem. You'll get a rejection letter, and you'll think it's because they're assholes and they didn't like your poem. It has nothing to do with that. It's because they found it already published on your Facebook page. So if you put them on a JPEG image and turn it into a picture and post that picture and make a photo album of your poems that you can share with people, then it doesn't come up on searches and you're protecting your poem. If you want to publish in the future, just a little FYI tidbit there. Um, I actually used to do that before they, before they did it, but most of my stuff has already been published, so it's not as much of a problem for me. But, but I, I agree. If you're, if you're looking to publish something, then yeah, definitely do it that way. But in no matter what it is, just uh, I post some of my sunset pictures as my Sunday, you know, make the positive louder post. Um, and Jimmy, it's not a, it's not like a site or anything. I'm just asking all the people who are around at that time, just post something on your own page and it'll enter into the stream. Um, you know, uh, it'll, it'll enter into the stream with everything else. And then instead of, like she said, seeing all the weird stuff <laughs> when Nyla was talking about, <laughs> you will actually see something beautiful and worthwhile. I, and I have a lot saw of someone milking the glands of their dog's butt. Why does that oh, need to be seen? God. <laughs> right? Wow. Right? I was like, why did I need to see that? I'll never unsee that. <laughs> Which is why I'm trying to take back... Just one day, man. <laughs> Post all I'm y'all in. Just... I'm sold, man. I'm taking, I'm taking positive back every Sunday, you guys. Join in the movement. Larry, and I, it's, give it's me a actually, favor. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, it's, it's okay. I, I'm going to send you, I would be, um, in DM, so you have a copy of it, a proper copy. And, um, 
Is there anything? What does DM oh, mean? And I apologize. Uh, direct message. Messages okay, in, in that, uh, Facebook. I had no clue. <laughs> my first, by the way, my first day on MySpace, I did it as a surprise for my girlfriend who was at the time. I looked her up and I found out on my first day in MySpace that she was making fun of me on her page. <laughs> Oh, that, so that was my that was my first day on MySpace. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to boy you have a lot of people in the queue. Tell um, everyone how to anyway, find thank, you, honey. Okay. Oh well, uh you just find me on Larry at Larry Cutchlin. Um I'm I'm there I leave my, my pages open, uh public for reason. Um but um I'll I'll make um I'll try to send you some information or because or Jimmy has asked, but I, I want to get together, like get a group of people together and let's really talk about writing the history of the MySpace movement and everybody should be involved. You know, everybody should be involved it, that wants to be, you know. Um, so that mm-hmm. it's a really fair representation because like I said, I was only part of one third or two thirds of it. I didn't see it all and nobody could. There was so much going on. And people, you know, would get forgotten and left behind. And I definitely don't want to do that. I want everybody to be – I definitely want to have everybody represented in that that overall history. I agree. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job tonight. And you've been gone far too long. It was absolutely incredible hearing from you. And please, any chance you get, come back and hang out with us because, you know, you are just – very admired and respected and appreciated, you know, by me and by the community. And it's nice to have you here. Well, I, I will try. I've actually, I, I, I actually got the day off for this. Um, and it turned out into the, this whole big thing because we all got sick, but I've been thinking about um, trading for Thursday so I could come back and do this, you know, on a, on a semi-regular know, basis. Dude, you can put the phone number in your pocket in a poem, and you can take a bathroom break. And the the, the acoustics in a bathroom are incredible. So, yes. you know, just just except, think about it. <laughs> except I'm the store manager, so I might get a call right in the middle of the poem, <laughs> like like Larry you know, the Frog, that, that kind of thing. If that happens, <laughs> we just, would understand. You know, okay. it's cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I can I can definitely find some time, and then I will do that. I promise you. And I do apologize for not writing my cheese poem. I will get to work on that immediately. <laughs> and there's no time frame. You do what you want. It'll get done eventually, right, and that's fine. All right, hon. It was good to hear from you. Thank you. Great to hear from you. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, Mike. Uh, Just want to say I love you. I love you, too. It was really fantastic getting to listen to Larry, the surfer guy. And Spirit Wild, I was nice to be thrown back in time. Now, <laughs> right. Um, now, mute me and press on. All right. Love you. Just want to say love you. Bye. Love you back. Bye. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I've been gabbing a lot, guys. So I'm going to start. Uh, we're going to get through this a little bit quicker. It's been a great start to the show and some amazing conversation but you guys have been waiting patiently, and I appreciate that. I'm going to run through these. I'm not going to do a lot of commenting. I'm just going to let you guys read, and we'll see how long that lasts. Next caller, area code 903. Eric. 
Mr. Surfer Vacation Monster, Rar. Yeah, this is Eric Shulman, the word monster. Rar! <laughs> yeah, super vacation, that's right. I just got off vacation. I just got out of the hospital. I had the worst pain in my life. <laughs> and I've been through a lot of oh, pain what? mentally and physically, but this was physically. But uh, What in the heck happened? Well, I had an obtrusion in my abdomen. And, wow. uh, yeah. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and then later on, I found out I had the flu, so I'm still I'm still not working. I did get a paycheck. I paid all my bills, so I'm good until Monday. I got a doctor's appointment with my local clinic. I went to the ER here, and then they took me to an ER in a bigger city, in a bigger uh, facility, too. Um, they put brine. They put a hose in my nose down to my abdomen. It really hurt. And I had to stay there for several days and I was on a no eat no drink for 48 hours and I was on uh, antibiotics and brine and acid uh, to help destroy flush out the obtrusion eventually it naturally did it Uh, and I'm not going to go into details about the rest but basically I had a a big bowel movement that's to put it politely anyways so I'm glad I'm still here, and I'll talk to you more about that later. <laughs> okay. I did send you my uh, videos and photos. I don't know if you had time to see it of my vacation. So, but anyways, here we go. So I got uh we got, I got an actual copy of the Enid, which is Virgil's fourth fourth uh, century, uh, great epic poem, and uh, this guy Patrick. For Creek, actually, Dickinson, he actually turned it into modern English, so here we go. All right, this one is uh, with a sigh from his deep heart's core. Oops, excuse me. Ananias answered, Goddess, if I began at the beginning, if there were time to detail our tribulations, evening would fall on Olympus before I had finished. We are from ancient Troy. Excuse me. Does the name of Troy mean anything to you? There is not a sea we have not traversed, but now we have been wrecked on the coast of Libya. I am Ananias, the steadfast, and I bear my people's gods snatched from the foe. They are with me here in our ships. I am a name bandied among the stars and beyond. I seek my destined land of Italy. There, my posterity, offspring of Job, is to be born with 20 ships I launched in the Fugarian Sea, my goddess guiding and guarding my fate. Only seven ships shattered by gales from the east have weathered the storm. A beggar, a nameless creature, I probe this desert. A refugee from Europe, from Asia, I come to Libya, as you tell me it is, and Venus broke in. She could bear his woes no longer. Whoever you are, I do not believe the gods abhor your your existence, for still you breathe the air and have reached this Tyrrhenian city. Be on your way now. Oh, be on your way, sorry. Be on your way now. Go straight ahead 
you will come to the Queen's Palace and I can give you news. The winds have changed and brought your fleet and all its company here. If it is not the truth, my parents failed to teach me the art of augury. Look up 12 swans flying carefree in line. Just now an eagle stooped from a height to harry them. But now some have landed, some look down as they fly and flock together and flail their wings for sport. And some go circling round in the height and utter cries of delight. So, so some of your ships already lie safe in port, and some with port in sight crowd on all sail. But as for you, simply fare forward where the road leads. So she spoke. And turning away from him, her neck glowed with hoos of rose and her ambrosial hair wafted a heavenly scent. Her garment flowed to her very feet, and her gait revealed her as a goddess. As soon as he knew, he started after her, crying, Why did you mock me with these false disguises? I, your son, oh, why are you so cruel? That's the end of that, sir. That was amazing. Are you going to read two tonight, hon? If I got time, yeah. If not, that's fine. No, you can read two. I got time for another or no? I could pick a short one. Yep. Yeah, read a short one. I'm not going to make you guys suffer because I talk too much. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say that. I wasn't trying to jump the gun to a conclusion. I was just saying that was the whole page, so I was just (laughs) making sure. All right. So this one's. uh, Yeah, there you go. You got it. All right, this one is, uh, such was his prophecy, and he sent the son of Maya down from on high to ensure that the realm of Carthage, with its new citadel, should welcome open-armed the Trojan refugees from Dido, uh, for Dido, my bad, could not know the design of fate and might summarily expel them. Down flew Mercury, winging through the air, and swiftly alit on the Libyan shore and immediately imposed upon the haughty Cargathian Guineans the the divine will and softened their rugged hearts, and most of all their queen was inspired with thoughts of kindness and good towards the Trojans. But steadfast, Ananias spent the night mulling his many problems over, and soon as dawn offered him light enough, he set out to see what sort of terrain it was that they were wrecked on, and whether inhabited, for it looked wild and desolate, and he was determined to come back with some report to his men. He had concealed the ships under an overhang of the cliff in a woody cove shut in with gloomy trees so off he went with no one but Achates two iron tipped spears at the ready in each hand that's the end piece that's the end of that that's it that's from the Aeneid too I'm still reading it it's it's pretty awesome so and if you like epic poetry and saga poetry like myself then yeah you like you like it too so what did you think of those I love it good? I loved it. Thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate it. 
Well, I'll probably be sharing some more. You're very welcome. Uh, I'm glad this got translated into, I have read the Iliad and the Odyssey when I was a kid. I actually read it, well, I tried to read it in what they consider to be old English and even Beowulf. Uh, But um, I did read, I, I did find a few people that actually turned it into modern English. It makes it easier to comprehend. Of course, translation, transliteration is a process. I'm not a translator and it can be a pain but it does make it easier for me to try to comprehend because otherwise you're just guessing words or you're looking up words every five seconds, every six seconds, you know, so on and so forth. Anyway, mm-hmm. thanks for everything you do for us. Nyla. Thanks for having the show. I'll try to be on next, the next show and hopefully I'll be over. I had the, I got the flu. I forgot to mention that earlier, but I'm pretty close to being, I'm over it. Uh, I got two packs of antibiotics. So, I can't go back to work until I'm over. So Monday I'll be going to the clinic that I go to, which isn't open on the weekends. That's why I had to go to the ER uh, and getting swapped for the flu, and hopefully I'll be over that. So I have off. So I'll be riding, still riding my monsters. I'm doing goblins right now. I got Krampus night and Mischief night coming, Witches night, and Oban. Oban is the Japanese version of Day of the Dead, which I have no idea what it's about. Except for that, I'm going to do a lot of research on them. That, but anyways, yeah, let's let the next poets come on, and uh, thanks so much. I love you, and I'll talk to you next time. And uh, have a great too, night. Thank have a great you. Weekend, and have a great day tomorrow too. Thank you. Love you too. You Bye. too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, let's get Mr. Rebel Jones on the air. Four one nine. Are you with us? I am with us. Hello, my Thursday you. night date. How are you doing, my love? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It is incredible to hear from you. Oh, well, thank you. It's incredible to be heard by you. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you bring us tonight? So I brought one new piece and one old piece. The new piece I literally just wrote while I've been waiting my turn. And um, it's a place. I'm not sure it's what you had in mind, but it's a place. And it's a place I've experienced, so so it's a real place. Um, and then I brought an old piece that I've just felt like reading for a while. So you let me know which one you want to hear first, old or new. Well, I'm going to hear them both, so you pick. <sighs> decisions, decisions. See, I make choices all day. I was wanting somebody else to make a choice. I want to hear uh, <laughs> in, in, out with the old, in with the new. So the old one first, then the new one. All right. Sounds like a good plan. This one's called The Roads We Travel. And by the end of it, it's not going to be anything what you think throughout the poem. So here we go. <clears throat> the Roads We Travel. The darkest times call with whispers, promises, the son of Mars, my mind is Romulus. The twin has died, sacrificial for his brother's life, so I can ignite the power inside, so pray to create words. I've escaped even for a moment's sake, to hell we create. I'm hesitant to move forward, before it's too late, I am here and have begun to be awake. I've seen so much truth that going back to being half-baked out of mind. I ventured into journey of deep diving in the mind's lake of untraveled territory, and I found no snakes 
wrapped upon these three of truth, its trunks and roots hold food to soothe, and the soul's eyes must consume truth to presume which path will engulf you. Evil temptations break in your pockets, your moral compass, you've lost it. The direction you started on has been forgotten. The temptation of what comes after success leaves your mind a mess and your soul in distress as you sacrifice your beautifully natural gift for false stardom and your name chanted when blind minds become temporarily impressed. Someone with deadly addiction which causes your life's very own infliction, praised by soulless beings without conscious commitment or dedication in the real sense of the word. Hades on earth has made contact in eternal mental penetration. In time, you're forgotten, not even a glimpse of her imagery of your legacy as new evil birth following the incineration of your identification. Not a word have you spoken in any form of communication for the entirety of human civilization. Hey. That was flawless. That it wasn't was flawless. I hiccup. I hiccup twice. Mm, I didn't hear it. So does that count? If I <laughs> you sound like it? my wife now. I didn't hear it. It didn't happen. <laughs> if there's no, yeah, if there's not a video, you can't prove shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other piece is um. I spent some time after my two, my two tours in Iraq and um, psych ward. I spent a considerable amount, a considerable amount of time there, uh, about 16 months worth. Uh, so this piece is um, called Madhouse. In the heart of the darkened whispers, beneath the moon's bloodshot eye. Lies a place of twisted shadows where sanity goes to die. In the halls of haunted echoes, screaming silhouettes reside. In a ward of the torture where the deranged and lost are forgotten by the outside life as the stories runneth over and blood pissing shit upon the walls. Caged within the hallowed horror where sanity is but a myth. And it's etched on the walls below perverse pictures in the toilet stalls that have no doors. A place where the outcasts of the mind's eye are forever trapped within a place broken and lacking a sense of time. A sickening stench of pharmaceutical sweat that seeps from us crazy pores float the air. Whispers of a man's and a demon's echoing throughout each hall and eternal waltz of madness but in the mind malign cancerous standstill in a place that doesn't seem real. The sanitarium of lost souls cursed by the fate of losing all control. The black and white checkered floor is stained with reflections that speak back after a coat of fresh wax. Scratch linoleum underfoot, the color of tired bones, carries the wary dance of nurses, their faces set in stored tones. Metal trolleys squeaking groan with medication, sedatives, and hopes of serenity so serene, inviting us crazies once more home. Long, sterile corridors stretch out paint, chipped like shattered minds, a testament to the structure strained behind the thickened safety's glass. Eyes were lost in vacant stare. Medication. In the cafeteria, an orchestra of clattering trays and a monotony of meals blur into the days. The windows barred and bolted, denied a promise of escape, while outside the world spins in its form and never changed in shape. Crumbling concrete courtyards with cigarette butts amassed 
A small patch of sky glimpsed through a piece of fenced-off wired glass. A sliver of reality, a connection to the world before, before the confinement of the mind behind the asylum door. Soundproof rooms and tattered embrace with the screams echo in the soundless space in the distance of the ceaseless metallic song of broken radiator clanging the calendar on the wall. What a cruel jest. Days blending into one another, never in a never-ending test in the corners of the echo of the laughter, high and mad, a symphony of sorrow played out by the sad, had all dreams if the crazy seeps out too far. It's six o'clock, medication time, and snacks in the day room with the DVR. Peace. <laughs> if the crazy seeps out too far. <laughs> Yeah, they was quick to give us shots if we got a little out of control, real quick. <laughs> um, that was that, I, also I was going to say that was that was you. insane, but it really kind of was, wasn't it? Right? That was guys. I, I was, I was, I was, yeah, yeah that was right. <laughs> no, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> I it's also a, wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for playing King's Cadence today before the show. Man, man, I miss that dude. Right. I miss him right. so I, much. It's that, so that took, hard. That took my heart, and that just took my whole heart right there. It's so hard not to cry still. You know, I sit there and yeah, I, I do the real. thing where, you know, thank you, those of you who made anonymous donations, and I have to read through the names, and it's, you know, there's just so much. You know, oh, I, I, I still hurt. every so often, right? I still every so often go through my phone and like any time I wrote a new piece, I call King's Cadence like, yo, Randy, you got to check this new piece. And he'd be like, yo, yo, I got a new piece too. You got to hear my new piece. And we would just sit for hours spitting new pieces back mm-hmm. and forth to each other and then talking about mm-hmm. it. So, um, man, it just, it really felt good to hear him again. And I, I catch mm-hmm. myself looking at his number and wishing, cause I still got his number in my phone and just wishing like, but she was still there to call, you know what I mean? Wow. So you Crazy. just gave yourself some homework. It's the same thing that I told Noreen when she was talking about Gary, you know, and when you guys called, when when you guys called and talked to each other, you were on the phone. You didn't see each other. So yeah. I want you to sit down and write a, I want you to sit down and write a poem and I want the title to be poem. The poem to be catching up with Randy. Uh, and I want man, you. Yeah. I want you to sit down and write That's a poem and have a conversation written. with them, <laughs> just like you guys do. You know, just because someone's gone doesn't mean it's, it's just the physical body that's gone. The body is organic; it goes away. But that, You're right though, you know that what? You're essence, right. That soul, that's that a still He gave himself a... to you. He gave himself to you. Those parts that he gave to you, taken back. They're still inside you. He is still there. So talk, have that conversation if you need to have that conversation. And I want to hear one. I want you to write that poem. That was a great idea. What did you say that title was? I'm going to use that too. Uh, Catching up with Randy. Yeah, catching up with Randy. That was, wow. That's a great idea. Then my work here is done. It's better than the homework my teacher gets me in college. I like your homework. <laughs> All right, my darling. 
My name is Rebel Jones. You can find me here with my Thursday night date. Damn near every Thursday, God willing. Um, and that's about all you'll catch me in. Once in a while on Facebook, I'll, I'll run the hallways of Facebook and check in with folks. But um, I get on Clubhouse every now and then. You'll catch me running through the Clubhouse more than the Facebooks. I don't do Instagram. I don't do Twitter. Uh, I don't do none of that shit. Um, other than that, you got to come find me. Like, for real, find me. <laughs> It's the only way you're going to um, catch up with me. And I got some old works that I need to update um, my my YouTube channel, um, Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. Come check me out. Thank you for waking Do up. Do it, today. folks. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Love you, Nyla. Um, can't wait till next week, and I'll be seeing you. All right, baby. Thank you. Okay, next caller. Been so patient, Mister Jimmy Ray Davis, seven hundred two. Hey, Nyla, Jimmy Ray Davis. We're machinists here. Uh, great show so far. It was uh, fun hearing a lot of those stories, and especially the MySpace stuff. Being part of that uh, because it's something that yeah, it's talking a little bit to Eric Shulman about it through Messenger, and it's something that you can't really know unless you were part of it. Um, you just have to kind of take our words for it. Um, and Larry Larry uh, provided some great commentary on that. Uh, I really love his enthusiasm. Uh, I'm not going to take a lot of time This show, tonight. you know that because you were there with me. This show is born from that culture. This is, a, this is like the child of that whole movement. Yeah, and that actually touches on the one thing I was going to say. I want to I want to keep it going here. I know we got, we've got some poets uh, waiting, so I'm going to make it pretty quick tonight. But I did want to add that, um, and I said it before, and we've said it, but I will, I will say once again, thank goodness for uh, the Speakeasy Cafe because it is a living, breathing, tangible extension of the MySpace days. It's really, as far as I know, the only thing left that was intact uh, when those days were actually happening. So um, yeah, for the poets uh, that are out there that miss it, that that, that uh, really love those days and long form, call in because some of us are here and we'd love to hear from you. Very true, very true. So what do you have for us tonight? Do we have any Wildwood or are you going to make me wait? I started one earlier, and uh, it just it wasn't a um, wasn't a stellar day. It, it just didn't happen. But um, quite possibly uh, next week for sure. We're gonna definitely try to cue that up. But I do have two new pieces uh, for you. We'll call them Speakeasy exclusives. They have not been posted. I just wrote actually both of these within the last uh, couple days. And uh, first one. Uh, I'm saving the, the MySpace-related one for last, but the first one is called Tetherball. I can't believe this day is here. Not sure I'll ever wipe all the tears. You're simply beautiful, looking all grown up, and I have to give you away on this special day. Being the middle kid, you tried so hard to be a tomboy, but... You were my princess. Brought me so much joy. 
you were daddy's little girl in this mean old mixed up world. <laughs> Remember when I took you to the park and we ran out of gas, had to walk hand in hand to Nick's filling station, and we just laughed and laughed. You're, you're so damn little. Your hand felt so good in mine. Passing that same park earlier, I, I saw the old tetherball hanging from a rusty pole on a frayed rope. You were three when we first played, could barely touch the ball. Before long, you beat me every time. Because you, you grew up so damn tall. I stand in the church, my heart swelling with pride. I cannot fully express my fulfillment deep, deep down inside. Everyone is dressed so fine. I look down and I see my faded jeans and old cracked leather sandals. Oh no, I think I must change, but there's no time. Reason doesn't always follow rhyme. The guests cluck disapprovingly before they and the church fade to nothing. And I'm standing in the park. Dreams can be strong, but they cannot change reality. I realize you never were and were never meant to be. I smile fondly for what could have been. Uh, heck with it all. I think I'll go play some tetherball and poem. <laughs> that was epic. Well, it's, uh, as you well know, Nyla, we, me and Missy, we have three kids, three boys. And I never had, a, it's funny because I never had like a, a super strong inclination of, of having boys or girls. I was just happy to have kids, you know, little ones running around. Um, and it's not anything I find over, but the other night I was in the front yard and I just, uh, and it was, it was, I don't write like this. This is a, this is a one-off. Uh, all of a sudden mm-hmm. this vision just, this vision just hit me and of, uh, this scenario, this this daughter that I never had, and, I, and it was powerful. It was emotional, and I had to get in and write it down as soon as I could, and it didn't come out quite the same because we can't remember everything we just had in our head, but that's what came out, and um, and it's just, I guess, another example of uh, inspiration really coming from anywhere. Now, uh, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, I just say it, it. It was very. It was emotional. Well, it's and, and that's it, how I. It, it, that's how it came. You know, that's how it came to me. So that's literally how I had to write it. You know. Mhm. Great job on it. So. Thank you. So we talked a little bit about uh, earlier about MySpace, and we will continue to talk about it because it's awesome. And I got to thinking about the poetry community that I'm in right now uh, among the pages, professional pages of, of Facebook. Um, and it's Facebook it has got a real problem with keeping pages and profiles separate. Uh, profiles cannot uh, – they can follow pages. Pages cannot follow 
uh, or friend profiles unless you switch to another. It's just it's a mess, and it makes it really hard. But the community there is really good. Um, it's not my space, but it's good. It's good. And I was thinking the other day that how much better it would even be if we got some of the MySpacers over there and they could see, you know, the, the, some of the great poets that are there and then share some of their stuff. Jessica Brooks already there. And uh, might be one or two more, but um, but it made me think of how much I miss the, uh, there goes my phone, um, those times and the people from that era, you know, and I'm, I'm to the point where uh, I, I, as I get older, I definitely uh, know ill will. I, I doesn't matter how, and it doesn't really matter how much time goes by. We would welcome everybody back with open arms, uh, but I do miss a lot of them. And, uh, and this is the poem that came out uh, from that. It's called Bell Polk. And it's, uh, uh, it, there's a few different meanings. The meaning that I got when I looked it up was a period of high artistic or cultural development and also a beautiful age. And I cannot, I, I think those, all of those terms work really well for what we, expressing what we had there. This is Bell Polk. Where are you? Where can you be? You faded in my history. We'd sing a song. We'd share a rhyme. Part of something so sublime. We didn't care if we'd bleed. We spoke our poems. We had the need. Reaching for the brightest star. Dreams seemed to be in reach. We always practiced what we preached. I miss those times. I miss them all. Why have they gone so far away? My fire still burns. I'm still right here. A ghost of chance. A laughing tear. When aspirations turn to smoke, we never laugh the same joke. All that time, we wouldn't bend. We'd fight corruption to the end. I'd love to see you all again. Brothers in ink, my good friends. I miss those times. I want them back. Photographs eventually fade. I miss you all so very much. There are still debts to be paid. Groups and all the shows. Colorful names, forgotten woes. Nick at night. The speakeasy, cult vault for eternity. A bonfire no one could put out. A steam train riding on the clouds. I guess all things come to an end. I miss you dearly, my good friends. I want it back. I want you here. The laughter along with the cries fading to black. There is still time. Nothing good ever truly dies. And boom. Nothing truly ever dies. Nothing good ever truly dies. I'm sure something. Like the spider in my bathtub today? Yeah, yeah. You've you got to be careful. Don't, don't kill the spiders. They're good. They're really good things to have around. 
Not well, your you can come get it. You can come get it out of my bathroom and put it outside then if you want to save this life. Oh, Other than that, it's gone. <laughs> you're still going on about my spider poem from Halloween, uh, which will be reposted. <laughs> Thank you so much for the creative outlet, for always being here, uh, for everything you give and everything you share. We love you, and we really appreciate it. I'm Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist, uh, Word Machinist on TikTok and Instagram, and on Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis. Thank you again, Nyla. You have a wonderful night. You as well, my dear, and we will talk to you next week, okay? Yes, you will. (laughs) Thanks, sweetheart. Okay. Now we have an issue here, guys. We have two callers that are calling from a blocked or Skype or some other number. I don't know what it is. So I want you both, I want everyone to listen very carefully. And if you hear a little lady's voice go, unmuted, say, hi, this is me. All right. So one of you, it's going to be one of you two. You know who you are. Did you hear it? Unmuted? Everybody say your name and I'll tell you who I hear. I hear, I hear something wrestling. I hear something moving around. This is Jade. Say your name. Jade, Jade, my love, Jade. you are on the air. <laughs> Hi, Jade. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Uh, guess who's back? You sound so sexy and sultry tonight. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just totally relaxing. Uh, in between employment, which is probably why I'm so not stressed. And thank you, you for the got that, like, that sexy, sexy Jessica Rabbit thing going on right now. It's kind of hot, I have uh, to say. Oh, I'm not. I'm not bad. I just write that way. <laughs> I love you so much. That was awesome. <laughs> and you just you just Thanks. gave yourself a writing prompt. There I go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, had to be done. Well, it's, to use one of your prompts, guess who's back? Tis I, tis I. Miss, thank you. And just for reference, my forum is the Speakeasy Cafe. I am very much into of late retro television and was watching, of all things, the old show from the 60s and the 70s, Bewitched. Mm-hmm. And I noted that in just about four episodes, I saw more people of color in that 60s, 70s television series than I saw in the entire run of the 90s, early 2000s series of Friends. Gee, what does that say about progress? That's interesting, isn't it? That is very depressing, actually. But I, the reason I made mention of that is there was a statement in one of the scenes that was beautifully orated by the actress who portrayed the witch and Dora, Agnes Moorhead, and mm-hmm. it prompted me to write what I think 
poets are. And with your permission, I'll go through that if I may. Please, yes. It is it's called A Poet Bewitched. To wake, to work, to eat, to sleep. Tis fine for most folk, not for us. For us, a grain of sand, a feather in the wind, is a quick silver thread to weave a garment of words. Glancing chow, round the corner, keeps us wake all through the night with pen, paper, and purpose. A far-flung echo on the wind hums in our mind till an orchestra of words work in concert. We homestead within the limitless land beyond horizons. Our abodes, our lyrical words, sparkles of undefined colors. We camp in the stratosphere and dare to describe the immortal glitter of stars. If it's a complete. There you go. Is that end, oh, end poem? You? Yeah, no, I'm here. That was end poem? I was like yeah, mesmerized, yeah. sorry. <laughs> you had, oh, you had me under your spell. <laughs> My eyes yeah. looked like little little spinny things, and my there was a little bit of drool coming out of the side of my face, and I was just like absolutely entranced. And, and <laughs> that, that was you. incredible, Jade. You're welcome. That was absolutely amazing. Okay. Are you gonna read two? Uh, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, with as much brevity as possible. This one uh, is called, They Won't Own It. You are the bigot who says, I'm not a racist. You are the racist who says, I have friends who are. You are the thief caught by a thousand witnesses, not sorry for stealing, invading a precious private place, so sorry for being caught. Yes or no, you will not answer, but pull all us down the rabbit hole until most throw up their hands, surrender, walk away, or give in. The criminal who says they found the Almighty while on trial, while in prison. Brace yourself for the hell to come. Uh, Thank you. Uh, This is dedicated to uh, Mr. Uh, Ron DeSantis. End poem. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Robbie's, uh, did you see Robbie's comment in chat? Oh, I, I stepped away from the monitor for just a moment. I was trying to get a better Wi-Fi signal so I would not lose you. I think also I'm on your other uh, nondescript number as well. I tried uh, keying in via the laptop. So that may be mm-hmm. me as well. But uh Oh that'd be cool. Robbie, <laughs> yeah. Robbie says see, uh, if you... Jade does sound smoky tonight. Oh, thank you very much, Robbie. Thank you so much. I 
Hope a little ASMR for all there to relax you, to entice you, to remember that poetry can be a calming, soothing, soothing, relaxing panacea. And with that, you know you're making his again. You know you're making his toes curl right now, right? Well, we are poor, all You have to go here, gentle, poor Robbie. I mean, you can't, you can't just like sneak up and overwhelm him like that. And he's fragile. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, well, with that being said, um, and thanks for that uh, kind and wonderful compliment. I am always writing, uh, as per you are my muse, as well as the Speaking the Cafe. Uh, I'm always listening, if not participating. And again, my name is Jade Mintz. My platform is here at Speakeasy Cafe, and we go on to the next caller. And I'm going to shut down the connection I have on the uh, direct line. I think that's probably me, and that will give another caller an opportunity. So I shall say farewell. All right. Honey, it was really good to hear from you. Miss you when you're not around. You're an incredible poet and just an amazing member of our community. So, you know, come back more often if you can. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. Great job tonight. Thank you. Okay. Let's go ahead and grab all. I always get so happy. 406, you're on the air. Oh, (laughs) hi. This is my my love. Oh, Hi, Annie. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, I was on the other side of the room like, oh, she said 406. That must be me. <laughs> it is you. <laughs> so I'm rushing back over to the phone because I had it on speaker. How are you tonight, by the way? I'm very sad, by the way. I'm How sad tonight. Sad? Because... Oh, you posted a message that. saying, oh, I might show up in Oregon at, up on Bohemia Mountain, but you're calling in from your area code, which means you're not going to surprise me and be here tomorrow. You know what? I, they switched when we do our professional in-service requirement because the speaker couldn't had, had a schedule conflict. So I'm doing teacher's in-service requirements today and tomorrow and Monday instead of in two weeks like I was supposed to. But it's under contract. Aww. I have to go for those, you know. You don't get a <laughs> you're you're a slave once you've signed that teacher's contract to whatever they right. sign you to do. <laughs> they own your soul. Uh, they do for for the rest of the semester. So, but anyway, I have um I, and I'll make it quick. I have two uh, poems of place for you, and one is kind of in my style of writing, and the other one. It's back when I used to do, uh, it's kind of a, I brought it back up again and tweaked it from back when I used to do cowboy poetry in bars for drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Why does, if anyone else in my life would have made that statement, I would have been, huh? But I can so see it. (laughs) Do you remember the year you borrowed some of my clothes and dressed up like a cowgirl for, it was Uh all blue, sparkly and glitter cowgirl for Halloween? I was a Dallas Cowgirl cheerleader. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have pictures of that. I have proof. You have proof, yeah. Yes, please, yeah, please keep it well hidden. <laughs> oh, I'm so posting anyway. it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, here's the first one, and I'll whoops, 
get it underway here just as soon as I can open back up because I was talking and it closed on me. All right. It's called Winds Along the Prairie. Um, Colts sprint into the distance between prairie pastures and fields. Rain-scent-filled nostrils lifted to the wind. Invisibly moving, the wind gently pushes droplets of evaporating waters into the clouds dark with the destiny of storms. Traveling over fields, climbing the mountain ridges, the thunder clouds collapse into heavy rain over prairie meadows and fields. Longing for flowers, the fields sigh. Blossoms longing, hidden beneath grains, stones, and tractor ruts as they drink in moisture. The dust-buried stones surface again, summer storms enticing them with the onslaught. Water pulled from the plow-cut depths washes pebbles. While droplets escape rising upward, steam rises after the storm, the sun baking down, echoing the sound of colts laughing into the wind. End poem. Wow. I love that. I resonate in it. I think it's incredible. Uh, Well, thank you very kindly, ma'am. Kisses to you. (laughs) And I bow to the queen. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're going to read two, though, right? I am, and this other one's not very long either. Um, I I just can't write really long poems because I get really frustrated. Okay, I can write lots of short stories, but <laughs> not long poems. It's, this is, um, like I said, in, in a cowboy type of a cowboy style, but it's also a poem of place, if you want to think about it that way. I thought of it that way. It's called Got to Entertain Those Tourists. You ready? Mm-hmm. In a bar called The Montana on a late season Friday night, we're drinking, watching tourists, drinking something cold and white, a place of local color and lots of atmosphere, just what those tourists hope for when they come all the way out here. Now, this old cowboy sitting on the stool here next to me, he tells them tourist stories of how a cowboy's life can be. And them tourists, they believe him when he's when told the snow's so high we didn't make it out of camp till way late in July. And every bone he's got been broke, broncos and bad bovines. But once he gets more whiskey down, why? Then he'll be just fine. And he'll add, we trekked three hours into town for a little bit of fun, but soon we've got to head back up. There are cattle on the run. And those tourists love his accent and the stories that he tells. He'll express regret for the way we look and our horsey smell. They want to see our spurs. Oh, they love that jingling sound. He tips his hat and thank you, ma'ams. And they buy another round. Those tourists buy him drinks and a drink or two for me. But me, I stay real quiet, and I never disagree about how many head there are or just how deep the snows. For, you know, he is my partner, and it is a damn good show. In poem. <laughs> you are so adorable, I can't freaking stand it. <laughs> that was phenomenal <laughs> do you feel like do you feel like you're in a bar in montana i'm for some reason i'm picturing you standing on the bar dancing like that coyote ugly movie while you're reading <laughs> oh you've been there i have <laughs> or sitting on top of a box school uh-huh. <laughs> yeah but i, just I know little, i know 
when we did our cowboy poetry stuff at, at the bars for drinks, I had this little derby hat, and they would say, oh, she's the one with the derby hat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where I am. Uh, the school that was... started from this week. Um, the students come on the seventeenth, I think it is. So I'm going to be back being crazy for a while. But uh, I have been painting as much as I can. So, but anyway, if you do want to see my painting and my poetry, I'm starting to post it on there too. Um, it's uh, I right now the only place I have it is on Facebook. And that is, I have it under, I'm trying to see if I can find that. The Conjunction of Moons and Sagebrush is what it's titled. If you look for that, um, I can't find the URL for it. I'm so sorry. One of these days I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that, and okay. Lottie, you, you should know that after how many years? It's been more than four. <laughs> <laughs> more than it's been how how it's been more than four, and that's all we're going to admit to, folks. <laughs> I have to, I'm going to find I'm going to find our Halloween pictures, and I am going to post oh, them. I'm sure. sorry, but I love sure. you, but I have to do it now. That's okay. I have to do one confession here. My principal said to me, um, she goes, Annie, you're probably the most creative, out-of-the-box thinker. You come up with really neat ways to engage these kids. And she says, but I'm looking at your classroom. You are the most disorganized person I've ever seen. No. Did you say thank you? I told her, I said, no, I have a pilot method of, of organization. I pilot here. I pilot there. I pilot over in that corner. But, <laughs> I love it. I'm borrowing that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I've been really enjoying the show, and I want to hear other people, so I'm going to bow out. Not gracefully, but I will bow out. Love you, honey. Thank you (laughs) so much for calling in. Talk to you later. Bye, sweetheart. Okay. Bye. Okay. (laughs) All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Awesome. Awesome. How are you? This is little Gary from East Texas. Little Gary, I've missed you so much. Where in the hell have you been? Well, I was working for FedEx, and I got stuck on an island until uh, with a uh, volleyball until I pulled a tooth and built a boat and got rescued. You, it's been tough. See, I'm sorry you had to go through all that, but I'm glad you're home safe now. I know. They made a movie with Tom Hanks just like it. I was like, no, that's my life. But they didn't want to hear that. Now I'm blocked. (laughs) Stop forcing Guinness out of my nose. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. I've been waiting for Unmuted. Uh, Man, this is an awesome show. Man, you're you're really coming up. Or you already been up. And uh, you just look way up there. I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a really fun night for sure. So I can't wait to see awesome. what you brought for us. You've kept me waiting oh, for so I long. Either. I heard that cat talk about spoken word and those things, man. I hope he's still listening. I say, if I do good, then make sure all those cats at the first that may or may not be with us still uh, play this for them. Tell them they missed out. They better stay for the whole show. If they're still here, then don't don't listen to anything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. You know, it's very scary that I understood everything in order that you just said. I know. I've had time to practice it. When you said 903, (laughs) I thought it was me, and it was that other cool dude. 
And uh, but yeah, somebody else from 903 is kicking butt. I love it. Must be from the south. Eric. I bet they're dodging the yep. sun. <laughs> Ugh, Eric Schultz. It's been hot. Absolutely. But I, I brought two, and I'm excited. Uh, I had to, like, went about a year and hadn't wrote, you know, just been living life and trying to pay bills and get up every day and things like that. But I, I wrote two just to make sure that I still had it in me because I was scared to death that maybe maybe I didn't, you know. I, uh, that I know it sounds weird, but that's just weird me. But uh, I did wrote two, and, and I hope uh, you'll enjoy them and let me know what you think. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, well, this first one's called Bad Dream by Little Gary. Well, I'm back to hoping, wishing, struggling, dreaming, and writing again. Times are real hard, so I'm getting real thin. Calling myself a winner, although I never seem to be able to win. Hoping you're all ready for some more Little Gary and his new barred pen. And if you are, then all you got to do is hold on real tight and let's begin. Sitting all alone has got me feeling real low. And the love for me has gotten so cold that I think it's starting to snow. Just another day in the life on the damn Little Gary show. The man with good blue eyes from East Texas that can't see where in the hell he should go. My heart is so torn that I need to learn how to sew. And I bet you can tell it by the look on my face when you're saying hello. While I'm standing at six foot three inches tall and still trying to grow. Hell, I used to be more out of place in this world than the UFDMO, but the news is making me think, hell, I really don't know. I wonder if that's how he felt, shout out to Poe. And while he quotes the raven, y'all, little Gary just quotes the damn crow. Might as well try something new, just like I was Bill Bo, on this grand adventure called life, where I pretend this trailer house is really a beautiful chateau. If you can feel my bad dream, Congratulations, I'm so, so sorry, bravo. Maybe this is only a bad dream, or at least that's what I need to believe. Because how could love be a gift that I never received? How could she pack all her shit and just leave? How could I be down in our front yard right now on both of my knees? Yelling at the sky, will someone help my ass, please? Or even be a man that's wondering why does this type of shit always have to happen to me? It's like I'm stuck in a bad dream, y'all. And the only problem is, I ain't even asleep in poem. All right. Which I hate it when something just so crazy and it's like, I know I must be dreaming. This can't be real. It can't, but it is. It's just, that was great. That was awesome to hear. I'm, I miss you so much. Oh, I'm so awesome. happy Thank right you. now. I'm wiggling, wiggling like a little puppy about to pee on the carpet. Oh, well, you're going to love this next one. It's so flowy and so good. I love reading it. I read it to myself every day, all the time. People <laughs> hear it, hear it, and I'm like, listen to me. <laughs> yes. yes all right, I'm listening. <laughs> all right. Well, this one's called Stay by Little Gary. I stay low, so I always stay high. I stay in love, even though I know it's going to end in goodbye making me stay in my shades when I cry until I'm wondering if they never stay, then why in the hell do I stay and try? I stay broke. So I have to be able to bend. My heart stays torn. So it has to stay on the mend. I stay creative. So my pockets always holding my pen down here in East Texas. where I always stay looking for some shade and some wind while I'm staying so real y'all. 
I never pretend. I stay optimistic, even though I never had any luck. I stay in the country, so mud's always on the side of my truck. While my life stays in this drought, with me and my empty, half-empty-ass cup, making me stay down while I stay dreaming of up. I stay safe because I'm a scrappy Leo with two fists and a gun. I stay respectful while people keep giving me none, trying to stay happy, although I never had any fun. But if I stay in last place and I never reach number one, y'all better know that I'll have plenty of reasons to stay writing so you can stay reading until I drop the mic with a wink because I'm done. End point. I can picture you get up, getting up every single morning, bed hair, morning breath, stumbling into the bathroom and looking at the mirror and grinning and winking and saying, hey, good looking. Want to hear a poem? <laughs> that's, that's so funny. That's what I'm Yeah, I got rid of all the mirrors, right so I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I ain't trying to bring myself down. I'll just pretend, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's their bad eyes. <laughs> That's what's up, you know. A famous poet named Little Gary once wrote that uh, be confident because it's only pretend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. All right, baby cakes, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Okay, uh, you can find me down here on this dirt road in East Texas. No, um, it's, it's Little Gary's Big Funny on uh, YouTube is my page. It's L-I-L, Gary's Big Funny. I do stand-up comedy when I'm not at work, and I write poetry when I'm not at work. So all of my not-at-work stuff is on that. You don't want to see my work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an electrician yes, at a mental sure. hospital. And I got five more years till I retire. I feel like I'm doing time. People ask me, how long you got? I say, well, I got five years, unless I do good, and maybe I can get out in four. <laughs> <laughs> Take Save the green pill, time. whatever you do. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what's up. Don't take any pills. Uh, well, no, take yeah. pills if you if you need them. I mean, you know what I mean. Never mind. Anyway. I know what yeah. you mean. I got you. I got you. Yes, All right, yes ma'am. All right. Call in more safe. often. We miss you. Yes, ma'am. I will. I will. It's, uh, I like what y'all said about trying to get published, and if they can find it online, get rid of it. So if you want to hear some of my poetry, Go hurry up and go to my page because I'm going to erase all that shit because I really want to get uh, published. I have, as it's all little flowy don't, like that, you know, and ironic don't crap. Erase and I just it. have a. Just don't erase it. Just slowly start replacing it. Put it, you know how to make a JPEG file, right? Put, make a picture file out of it. Just start replacing oh, it yes, one by one. Yeah, so don't, absolutely, you don't rush absolutely. out there and take it all off. Leave it up there so people can read it. But just start. You know, as you get them put onto a JPEG image, so it's a picture of your poem, then, you know, post it and take the other one down. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't really have to worry about doing it until you're ready to publish a poem. If there's one that you want to put out there and get published, then get it off there. (laughs) I'm born ready. I want to buy, like, real frosted flakes instead of, like, the corn flakes and add sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. I'm really ready. All right. All right, Gary. Okay. Thank you so much. I am so you glad you're here tonight. Thank you, hon. <laughs> you too. Yes, ma'am. Bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab area code three. We're going to get 346 followed by 503 615 
732. And we have 571 down there, 815 and 501. None of you have your your uh, hands up on here. So if you want to come on and read, there we got 501. 571 and 815, if you guys would like to come on and read, please press 1 so I know it's okay to unmute your mics. If you're here just listening, appreciate it. And let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which was 346. 346, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, Miss Emmy. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. (laughs) My pleasure. Uh, What do you have for us tonight? going to be here next week, right? Mm-hmm. And so I yep, got He's, he's going to be hosting with me. We're both going to be hosting together. We're both right. be here next so, week. So, uh, you know, last week I was alluding to something that you were trying to get me in trouble for. So I got special permission. I explained the whole Christopher and you and all of that. So there is going to be a special announcement next week on your show exclusively. Ooh. Are you getting married? Uh, I will not answer that. I'm so nosy, aren't I? I just can't. I'm not good at surprises. It's like surprise. Tell me now, and then I'll act surprised next week. No one's listening. They aren't listening to us. Just whisper it. They can't hear you. No. (laughs) Damn it! Damn it! I thought that would work too. (laughs) All right. Just read your poems, then. Just read your poems. The first one is "Eyes That Love," and this is a really old blast from the past. Our eyes meet. We are drawn into the depth. If ever you doubt how I feel for you, all you have to do is reach out to my heart. Feel the beat. That sound is the symphony of my life playing for you. Slowly our lips touch. The sweet juiciness we savor. We hold each other in our arms. Our hearts pound together. If ever I should lose all in this life, you would be all that I need. Your love, that would be enough to survive upon. Your love fills my heart like no other. Spirits that are intertwined like no other. The power of their as one, a marriage like no other in realms of heaven. Your essence of spirit is so wondrous to gaze upon. This is a love of the supernatural kind, a love that knows no time or space. It cannot be contained. Long ago, when I reached out for your hand, Our fingertips touched, yet I gazed into those beautiful eyes. My soulmate sparkle did I see. Since then, I have been yours 
through and through. Rare for two hearts to find bliss. Find another soul to touch. Oneness is absolute when your souls mate. You have given me that and so much more. Let us walk into forever, beloved. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen and Peace. Second piece is called Sorry. When did when did you write that one? Over thirteen years ago. It was actually written private poem to my ex husband. It was beautiful. Okay, go ahead. Next one. Um, this is called Starlight Shine. Sun shining, moon ray beaming, angels singing, light dancing, song sounding, love moving, happiness abounding, laughter rising, bodies moving, enchanted imagination working, stars sparkling. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen and Peach. And that was written over 10 years ago. So I brought you two blasts from the past. Well, they were incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I appreciate that. And I can't wait to see what it is you're going to tell me next week that I don't get a no today. I also want to work on the place poem, you know, so it'll be maybe one next week or maybe the following week, but I definitely want to do that about back home, you know. You so, have till the uh, 17th to get those on my page. Hey, uh, you know, you know I will. If I promise you, you know I will fulfill. Um so anyway, you can find me here with Nyla every Thursday night. You can also find me on Facebook under Amelia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen on all uh, social media sites and elsewhere. And there you have it. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you so, 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 so much. You're so, 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 so welcome. Much love. God <laughs> bless you. And thank you for everything. You know, you just go so far uh, for us poets. And, you know, I don't think you get thanked enough or told how much we adore you enough. So there you have it. Until mm-hmm. next Thank week you. and my special announcement. <sighs> I can't wait. Okay. All right. I'll wait. Fine. I'll fine. I'll wait. All right. Night, Miss Emmy. Are you there? Do you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we lost her. Let's, 
Uh, all right. Good night, Miss Emmy. Love you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and grab area code 503. 503, you are on the air. Nyla. Hi. Hey, you. Do I sound happy? You sound happy. I am. You should see me. I'm dancing on my desk like Snoopy right now. Are you really? Oh, that is. I really am. My little feet are just going 90 miles an hour. Yep. Good to hear from you. That's so fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I wanted to try to come back. I haven't been all that consistent with my writing. Um, but you were so encouraging last time. And so, yay, here I am. Got to keep the momentum going. (laughs) You know, there's a method to my madness. I love your writing, and I love you, and I miss you when you're not around, and I want to hear you read. So, you know, I'm glad to see that my, my evil plot is working to lure you into the poet's side because we have cookies. It's working very well, and I and I appreciate your support because it is very inspiring. So thank you for that, Nyla. And, You're welcome. You know, I don't even I don't even know where to say. You know, this current stuff I'm working on is from. I mean, before it was a response to a poetry poetry prompt, and this is yeah, I don't know, but um, but here it is, baby. Um, Do you stare through the gathering dusk and pace through faded thoughts of us where heartstrings lie in undone threads upon a field of words unsaid? Would that your hand was in my reach, my heart a captive of time's breach? Now long ago and far away, our hearts pierced through by yesterday. So paint with tears, this pain sublime in castles of the lonely mind. The long past words may silent be, the song remains eternally, where love collides with destiny. End poem. Wow. That was incredible. You like it? I do. How dare you deprive me of your greatness all the time? You're so fine. <laughs> the crime against humanity when you're not here reading. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to encourage me if you're not careful. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Are you going to read too? Um, this other one's really short, and I'm and it's and it was just like kind of a uh, underway just before the show started. So forgive me if it's not epic. Um. The poet's pen bleeds love and pain, recalling joy or sorrow's stain. To shade the beauty with the tears, the faltering steps, the shuddering fears. The echoes of long past terrain shift underfoot and stake their claim upon our hearts, upon our souls, the future by the past foretold. End poem. I love the, the light and shadow. Yeah. Way that that was written. Yeah. yeah, that was that was incredible. That was awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, 
thank you for being such an encouragement. Thank you for everything that you do. You are beyond fabulous, and I appreciate you so much. Well, just remember, I know you're not here all the time, but you are a very important part of our community. You've been with us for a while, and, you know, what you do, what you write, what you share is impactful, and and people enjoy hearing you and and listening to you and, you know, you don't. You never know. That's what really. You guys don't know because you're not on my end of it. But I get comments all the time. Someone will send me a message and say, "I heard this lady reading, and she read this poem, and it really, you know, touched me, and it made me write this, or you know, it made me, you know, really rethink something, or you know, this guy." So you guys don't see that, but it's incredible. You never know who's listening. You never know who needs to hear what you have to say, and. You say some pretty amazing things, so yeah, you need to read as often as you can. That's I mean, I'm going to write you a prescription, prescription for that, okay. and send it and make it a requirement. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> well, thank you so much, honey. And I, I know there's callers in queue, so thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Well, tell everyone how to find you before you run away. I'm just on Facebook under Christy Doherty, and that's. That's about it. I still haven't got a website up, but, you know, maybe one of these days. And uh, Right? Um, so anyway, thank you, Nyla. I love you. And I love you. We've been, how long have we known each other? It's been a long time. It's Facebook, been a while. MySpace days, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? It has been a while. It's pretty cool. So anyway, take care, hon, and hopefully I'll be back next week. I am going to hold my breath <laughs> until you until you come back. Thank you, Thank you sweetheart. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. It's going to be really hard to do the rest of the show when I can't breathe. Okay, our next caller comes from area code. We have six one five seven three two and five zero one. Our next three callers. That's going to bring us to the end of the show, unless area code. 571 presses 1 so I can bring them on, or area code 815. If you press 1 and let me know, either one of you guys. Okay, we got 815. So 571, if you want to come on and read, honey, press 1, and I can bring you on. Otherwise, just hang out and enjoy the show. I'm really glad you're here. Okay, let's go ahead and bring on 615. 615, you are on the air now. Hi. How are you? Hi. Long time no here. It's Clarence. (laughs) Good. Clarence, it has been a long time. What is with you? Where where do you guys go, like into the abyss and it swallows you? And I stand here like the woman in the black dress on the shore in the middle of a storm on the ocean, looking out, looking for you, searching, searching until I see a beacon that brings you back to me. Well, that sounded almost like a Whitney Houston song, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Um, right, right. You don't want to make me feel yeah. like Whitney, do you? You need to be here more often. Yeah. Don't make yeah, me Whitney. I, I know I should. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Crack is whack. Just remember. <laughs> That's too funny. So, what you got for us, darling? Well, I have two pieces. One is called 40 Ounces of Malt Liquor Later. 
<laughs> I love it already. Yeah. You know, so we have to get you together with Miss Annie reading her cowboy poems on the bar, and I think we I think we're we're onto something. This is a, like a yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Therapy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really trying to be meticulous in this methodology of retrospective reflection to hopefully help those younger than me not let their hearts be in trouble with their subtle lust heads. My journey was full of diarrhea and quite pungent. I wish someone would have punched me in my head, making me concussed on the concourse to render me unable to move on the notions of giving up my freedom of a long time, being confused. Met her at a nightclub hanging out with all things relative that makeup made her so beautiful, and I was captivated by that full-figured shape of hypnotic gymnastics. My mind had technical difficulties, and no one stood by to fix my nasty thoughts of the positions of sexual satisfaction, of entanglement, of mingling with primal passwords, enhancing the entire enchantment while asking, could this be happening? Never mind that I was separated, yet legally married, but I wasn't going back there. We just changed addresses to later play on mattresses with more props than the comedian Gallagher. We stayed sticky in our characters, writing unbridled, enthusiastic paragraphs, but never completing the real chapters because she had four kids with two different daddies, and I wasn't sure outside of her bedside manners if I was planned for her to take advantage, gave up my own place seeing how it would benefit financially. Plus, I gained more stamina each time we danced romantically too bad. She drank 40s like a man and smoked cannabis. Couldn't bring my real life, my real love into the fray, but that example would have damaged her. At a young age, I wouldn't have been able to stand myself. Meanwhile, planned by one-sided rules and regulations and the lack of funds due to pleasing her responsibly and had nowhere else to run, dumb and full of combustible materials in this pressure cooker, I sealed myself into, I fell off the bones, chewed up and swabbled by my naivety, pronounced. She ran up excessive amounts of party line usage on the bill. We have no phone go to a funeral for a patriarch of my family to come back and find out somebody slept with her in our bed. So angry at her, I went to do the same thing she did with the woman I let put me in the position and she obliged. The end scene is coming and she finally saw the hurt in my eyes as she let another man invade my domicile. By then my heart weakened and the fight was long gone. Should have listened to my relative. Can't make a welfare whore into a housewife. Looks can be deceiving and objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. If you just stop and listen. 40 ounces in weed, her recipe for depression. But other than teaching me, I could get a pretty girl. The next one would show I haven't learned all the lessons. By the way, how is she going to say she pregnant with my baby by holding it inside for 13 months? That's got to be a Guinness 
world record in peace. <laughs> Damn. Sounds like a bad day at the office to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> but, you know, that's what you get when you exchange addresses to play on mattresses. Mm-hmm. Thinking with wrong mm-hmm. heads. <laughs> Are you going to read two, honey? Yes, I have one for you right here, and it's called Brokenness. Okay. I ain't got no money. Just got paid. Can't go out on Friday night. Oh, my, my, my. I'm feeling high. My money's gone. I want to rob Dave Shep because he's rich, back. I'm more responsible than a Destiny's Child back in the late 90s, looking for someone to pay my bills, bills, bills. These collection agents know me by my full name, so we can go toe-to-toe in debates where I can express my opinions. I ain't called you. You called me. Wasting my track phone minutes. How you get my number anyway? Oh, you're going to hang up on me now. I want some chicken nuggets and some crackhead pizza. Let me go through my piggy bank and exchange these at Coinstar. Who is at the door? Oh, it's Shaquita. Bye, Felicia. Didn't I hear you at the beginning? (laughs) I ain't got no money. Ain't had none for two weeks. Oh, it's the first of the month. Well, let me grab this check and come on. Let's use this EBT card and get something to eat. Wait a minute. Broke again. Damn, damn, damn. I ain't got no money. You're on a recorded line. Can you hear me? In peace. (laughs) That was good. Uh, Nothing like telemarketers to inspire a poem. Maybe that's what we should do when we get a telemarketer call is just start doing like make up some really bad spoken word poetry and just just start reading, see how long it takes them to hang up. But it has to be bad. We oh, have to like write, write something really, really crazy. Oh, it's fun. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you, Clarence. Well, if you're not finding me on the road delivering stuff, um, I am – here on the Speakeasy Cafe with Nyla Alicia, or you can find me on Facebook, backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr., or any of these groups that I'm in, you know, you'll find me. I'm here. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you soon. Please don't keep me waiting so long next time. I'm not a very patient woman. See, that's what I like about you. You're not patient. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you much, I know Nyla. what I like, and I like you reading poetry. So, yeah. All right. And you be safe out there. Drive carefully, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Will do. All right. Bye-bye. Perfect. Thanks, son. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab area code 732. 732. Cell phone. I you are on the air. School dropout. Hello, Mr. Gregory Schwartz. Hello, Nyla of the internet land of uh, freaking 20 (laughs) years. 
Oh, very cool. Oh, no backstory. Um, let me try this out. Before I re- yeah. Before I rebuke thy plea to join thee in the sanctuary heart of thee, thy suicide muse, and what excuse would be acceptable to our fate and vital- finalities mistake? For the darkness supplicates no comfort, for sleep will reap no escape, and these dreams will be destroyed by the reason. These answers, these answers are a plea for sympathy, for sympathy, and these prayers comfort not the past nor ever have. For no other heaven in the distance, in the dawn, and daybreak will bring into being a new morning of infinite sky, and in that presence our lives ever after. Okay, it comes out of an improv last from yesterday. Um, I want to tighten it up for Sunday. There's some structure there, but it's a little choppy. Thanks. And this is <laughs> Job. Job without a job was in fear of what the devil will put to use for his idle hands. So Job got a job. He was hired by the Romans to carve crosses and sculpt pagan idols. After then, he, he went on to become a money changer and a tax collector outside the temple. One day at work during the Passover weekend, his, his table was overturned, and Job lost his... Oh, those darn unrecognizable messiahs always causing economic mayhem. And still remaining possessed, he blamed maybe Jesus for healing all those lepers except him. Job got hosed by Hosanna in the highest, being left possessed outside the gate with an overturned table and needing a new job. Job needs a job. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cool. That was what, great, honey. Uh, oh, that's, oh, yeah, I was going to goof on it. Now, this one needs work. I rebuke thy plea to rejoin thee in the sanctuary heart, the suicide muse, and what excuse would be acceptable for our fate and finalities, vitalities, finalities, mistake, and darkness would supplicate no comfort and sleep would reap no escape, and these dreams be destroyed by the reason, and these answers are a plea for symphony, sympathy, rare comfort not to pass. And in the distant and the dawn, there's no other heaven that daybreak will bring into being. And the infinite sky of the new morning will be the presence of our lives ever after. Yeah, little work. Okay. Hey, thanks. What can I do for you? How can I serve thee? Just hang out and read poetry Great. with us when you're here, when yeah. you can oh. be here. Oh, we're all, yeah. Um, this for Sunday. Oh, you don't need to hear all that. Okay, hey, thanks. Be well. Be rebellious. No, no. The rocks might melt and the sky may burn. I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing great, Greg. Can you want to tell everyone how to find you, baby? Oh, well, if you find me on that retarded communist new music, if you want to check out just the most wonderful new music, it's called Gem Records. It's a power pop thing, and they have a, a compilation of 
Ray Davies songs. That's just top flight stuff. So go on Gem Records. Look for the Anderson Council. And Gem Records celebrates Ray Davies. Um, you know, my se- season doesn't even start till August. So I got to hang out a few weeks. So I get my, you know, hustle back. Oh, you're more welcome to hang out with us. We'll get we'll get your hustle oh, I for you. Oh, I love that. Oh, we all right. You know what? I'll get it together out there. I'm easy. So, yeah, find me on the hell book if you want to. And, you know, all are welcome. Don't yell at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's, That's all. So I, all right, Gregory. Okay. Well, we shall all press on to the higher callings of our Lord. Pressing on. Pressing on to the higher callings of the Lord. Hey, thanks. So what the show's about over at 11 anyhow, right? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm on. Hey, cool. Thanks for letting me work out that piece. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. You we'll know. talk to you soon, we'll sweetheart. All is well. All be at peace. All yeah. right. We'll talk to you next week, baby. I hope so. Yeah, please. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you are on the air. Hey there, how you doing? Now you're on the air. Now I got (laughs) you. Yeah, I had myself muted. I was double. I'd be be double muted because sometimes you get brought off and you don't even know you brought off and you're just talking crazy. (laughs) How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing pretty good. I'm making myself some chamomile tea right now. Oh, yummy. That sounds awesome. You're not supposed to clang, but I am a clanger. <laughs> I love tea. I love the ritual of making tea. You know, it's and not that's what it you feels can't, like, too. Yeah, you, just, you can't rush it. It's something that makes you slow down. You have to focus on it. You know, it's, a, it's an actual ritual. It's like grinding your own spices or something. You have to, you know, it, it's It's nice. I love that you drink tea. I hope it's not an indictment on how you uh, how your life is going because I make this uh, James Earl Grey J- uh, Jones tea <laughs> sponsored by Kool Aid. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, my tea has a uh, 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 lemon lemon juice in it, um, peppermint, brock because they use real uh, peppermint oil, and um, honey. Yeah, and 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 and, and everybody seems to be scared of that, especially the Brits. They don't they don't they don't want to mess around with my tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would try. I would drink tea with you. What you can read for us today, oh, baby? I have a piece about insomnia and going mad with insomnia. Do I have the mic? You do. All right. Appreciate you. Last night I went to the moon, seeking a sleep therapist for my pet insomnia. When I took to the vet, the doctor asked me, was his nose wet or if it was a dog or a cat, even though right there it sat. So I understandably got upset. I said, yo, doc. When it started bothering me in the daytime, I knew things between us was not fine. Why is this nocturnal beast basking in my sunshine? And those are the facts, to be exact, Dr. Jack. 
So how would you cope? Well, first I tried to pay it no mind because he left me alone during night's most quiet times. But at my job, he'd come back. And what would you do then? I tried to find things that would distract. I'd do this and I'd do that. Last encounter ended in a scrap. I was too tired to fight, so I took a little nap and dreamed a dreamless dream while I floated on a raft on my back. And when I awoke, I felt beyond great. No gorilla, no ape. The house was quiet and all mine, and not a trace of insomnia could I find. The clock read 2.59. Three hours and one minute before the start of my grind. So I took in some YouTube to kill some time, and before a long time, my eyes went from splits to little lines as I traveled in my mind. And moments later, my alarm clock crowed. It's time to rise and shine. Only one thing. I'm beat. Oh. I'm beat. I'm tired. Right. Been fighting with Sonia all night. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had went to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're talking to a psychiatrist. Some of my best... Poetry comes at 3.41 in the morning. Well, I'm glad that don't happen to me because I would have to write it. <laughs> mm. I do. Have you ever woken up and written something and then woke up in the morning and read it and thought, wow, what did I, when did I write that? I do that. No, you know, I'll be hearing people doing that. That's a, to, to me, that's almost like the uh, wet dream. It's, it's one of those things I'm going to wake up before that happens. <laughs> Oh, too funny. Are you going to read That's 200? Funny. To <laughs> Say that again. Are you going to read two? Oh, I can. Oh, I didn't know that's what we're doing. Okay. All right. The self is a poem. The self is a poem. A riddle of wires intermingled and meshed, connected to the words that marionette these lips. No, no, I am not foolish, and I know words are not the best way for a person to convey who a person is. But yet, here we are. As I attempt clumsily to explain self while holding tight to the only thing that I hope is truly mine, and those are the thoughts of my mind, my memories of who I am, of who I was, and projections of who I will be, reality. No matter how compromised or redacted or refracted through the filtration of prisms, this is still my story. So I'm rendering to you of me in a pot of simmering reduction, reducing myself down to my very essence as I place me on the platter with all the garnishments, garnishments and accoutrements, serving myself with a healthy wedge of intrepidation. Please enjoy your meal, for this poem is from my flesh. Poem. Wow. Brilliant job on that one. Thank you, and I appreciate the time today, too. I appreciate you making the time to be here. That's mm. not an easy thing to do all the time. So I No, seriously... man, it isn't, but it's worth it. Out of all the things that I do, uh, I think it's worth getting here to go ahead and do some poetry with you. Uh, you actually listen, Nyla. This is We're going to have to get you that for an interview. 
You've been doing a lot of work, and you've been doing it from this side. We want to get you on the other side of the table and, and do an interview with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you keep saying There's so. a lot of things you can't say here as far as, like, you know, it would be like, oh, well, I don't do a show like that. But, you know, we'll, we'll bring you over there, and we'll set it up so that you can do those things. There's things I don't do. Yeah. Well, is that a, is that a touchy subject? Or we get to keep no. it to the poetry? No. You you do what you want. I'm not your mama. All right. I tell you what. We'll go ahead and and, and finish this up, and uh, we'll 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 go ahead and get our people together, and we'll have a meeting about it, uh, and we'll talk about the parameters <laughs> of it. Okay. Oh, yeah. That works for me. Hey, appreciate your time. All right. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate you so much. You did a great job tonight. Thanks, son. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you're on the air. Eight one five, are you with me? No, Gina. If I were not muted, I would not be me. And you would know that I got body snatched by aliens, and you would report them to whomever you need to, probably the men in black, and let them know. My <laughs> sister is always on mute. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm here. I'm here. Ooh, I wrote something because you were looking for prompts earlier, and I was in traffic. Um, I called my mom's mom and mommy. I'm going to the garage. I'll be right back. And so I called him mom and mommy, and I told, while me and mommy were visiting my cousin at the hospital in another suburb, um, I saw a prompt from you. And she was like, so what you about to do? I said, write a poem while we're in traffic, because I'm shotgun, and I'm a human GPS, so you won't make a wrong turn. (laughs) Just know that I got you while I write this piece. And that's what I did. Well, I I can't wait to hear it. So I'm going to share one. I know you have some other callers, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired. Like, not tired, (laughs) T-I-R-E-D. No, I'm tired, T-A-A-A-D, tired. I'm exhausted, and I'm rarely that. But sometimes things happen physically and mentally and emotionally that just overwhelm you. So you have to know when you need to rest. And I need to because I'm going to have a very busy weekend. So I just want to make sure that I do what I need to do so I can get out of here and lay down in time. So um, I'm looking at the clock because I'm not trying to be the clock keeper, but my, my, my piece is low. It's very short. I'm going to share it with you immediately. And I wrote it, like I said, when I was in traffic. I went to visit my cousin Natalie. We call her Nuki. I remember when she was born. Um, when I was in the ninth or tenth grade when she came to be, and uh, I love my family, so I wrote a piece that I titled "Family Is Beyond DNA." I have family. I'll say that again with my chest. I have family. All day, every day. Peace with whom I share no DNA. My family. They mean the world to me. 
crazy love my tribe attracted to me by my vibe. My gratitude is endless. Their encouragement is stupendous. I'm often insecure and awkward. Imagine that if you see me as someone who's other than, but I'm not. I'm a nerd who loves words. That's me at my best. Rambling my middle name, I digress. But with my second mom, takes me with her often and has done so since I was able to toddle, allowing me to people almost daily successfully. And mommy sees she and my second mom or my mirror and my additional eyes because often I see celebrities online and all I can say is, we your people. You ain't got no family? And I scratch my head and say constantly, then I like me. See, I stay dressed and groomed to a T. Family is amazing. Family is a necessity. My family is beyond DNA. Ask me. My kin who don't share parents or siblings are my family in my mind and my heart. And it's a real thing. See, I don't know how you were raised or how you were brought up or what your family looks like, but I'll tell you what, I'm not. I'm not the person who are taking somebody who's looking for another sibling, an auntie, a cousin. I'm not not here for you if you have no positive female image in your life you could look, look up to, but I promise my daughter and my additional kids, too, that I wouldn't pick up any more strays, so I got to be auntie to you. But I'll tell you one thing for certain, two things for show. I love family, and it's what makes me grow. I glow at the idea of being in a situation where I can benefit someone else in my life who are my people and my family. And if you happen to be in that position, I need you to understand and appreciate this from me. Family is beyond DNA. I'm Gina Strong, and that's my piece. Family is beyond DNA. That's incredible, and it is. And I love that poem, and I love the whole thing about I love it all. I love you. I love you. All about and the I love. love. You <laughs> <laughs> There we go, being all squishy, mother. huggy, feely. You know, Lots of lots of siblings and family is the people that you love who get you. And that's it for me and it's that for you. So, Nala, you can find me anywhere that poetry can be found. You can find me at Clubhouse in the Small House of Poetry this weekend. You can also find me on Epiphany Radio, the Just TNG and the Storm Show, where we do interviews and not features because we want to get to the nitty and the gritty. We ask questions and we get to know the poet behind the mic as well as their poetry, so that when they leave our space, they feel like they've been treated just right. And that's a family thing, and that's all I know. So you can find me, Jenna with the knee, so I'm liking good weather, wherever poetry is, in this location at the Speakeasy Cafe every Thursday night. I love you, sis. Goodbye. <laughs> night, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, 573, you are our next caller. Hey, there we go. Milo! <laughs> Who do you love, Milo? Who do you love? Um, we love? Let me let me think. Well, you know, there's that one 
Well, well, I, I think the only, it's, it's got to be sin. That's right. That's right. Hi, Larry. Now, see, if you were, <laughs> hey, you know, as connected as we are, if you were tied in like you, you, you should be with me, you'd know that I no longer do socials. So don't ask me where you can find me because if you don't know me, you don't fucking get to. Um, so uh, you, though, darling, have you my You just about made me spit grapefruit juice out of my nose. I Seriously, I just <laughs> about spit grapefruit out of my nose on the air because you were. I started to laugh. That would have been very unpleasant. But you would know, have still been adorable. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Nyla. Uh, so, you know, I love you. Like I said, I have exited. I have exited mainstream. Uh, due to you know, my bubble is is becoming very, very beautiful and very, very gregarious and, and blossoms and uh, tainted fruit will not be around me. So, while I conclude my cornucopia of light and ascension that other people have a problem with, um, you don't get to see it anymore. So, uh, but you do because I love you. I am here, and I've got two <laughs> brand new pieces for you. Let's get going, okay? I don't have a lot of time. This first one is Ash and Blood. Often found as a tangible, supple, and understanding the whole. Envision golden lace menageries to adorn your soul with riches held internally. Bleed outward in fantastic, shining, amethyst rays of deliverance from years of lost ambition, thwarted direction. Upward swing. I mean, fuck. I'm still agitating. Evoking demonic spew on a fool. True digression is acknowledgement. A bliss attained under mushroom canopies. Shooting ethereal under black lit skies with vibrations high or low. I'm grounded. Taking root in magical, brisk discoveries of me. As I'm the craziest, sane, insane, that's adorably zany and fly. These thoughts. Goals are avenues of my forthcoming once a day, side boy. Longing for ocean kiss. Landlocked caterpillars cross skin tingles. My eyes dilate. And the glorious beauty coming on another plane. Perpendicular to falsified testimony that saw all for not, I shall not. And thou a dowry of fucking derelicts to rain people any corner, small or vast. It's a plethora from which our beautiful garden grows a feast of reason is now is the season. Empires rise from such ash and blood. Ash and blood. Incredible. Uh, I need more. Mm -hmm. I love sin. There's absolution in the decree. Abysmal fake corridors for lame horsemen. 
of a genocidal apocalypse on more than census as reason of stand, fractured incursions of regret, I still wear like a retarded shroud of that indifference. It's a cataclysmic occasion to shake developmental flair. To confess, my impressive evolution attract ascending for fuckery sway. No longer standing vacant decay where ambition was lost and confetti lies. The ties you bound, God damn it! I'm free. Why? Destiny. But I can't digress to impress the status quo with stupid cuts and die brought a failure. Fucking fuck. I only lose momentary cognitive to ease pressure, relief pipes, streaming love and venom. I find apps and shame. <laughs> And the dark I long embraced. The trace of fickle fingers, lofty, my cerebral, chasing dragons through fairy tale infestations. A dirty crystal wears thunders, lavishers my indecision. Down slithering street scum, separated simultaneously in spasmic redemption. As karma's conduit is the factory scream. And these influent halls. I swagger, lovely, upbeat, and spectacular coming of sin. Is in, are you? I mean, seriously. Ride or die, motherfucker! You with me? The glories. Like gold plans worth display. You know how Hicks skate down. Build me your superseded intuition. Cast in 50 cent worth. You probably could, uh, no. I'm a delightful treat. And they should cut off your feet. Be the knees, such fractured silhouettes to buy, not for any. As you pass, fucking none. As I was asking only to me. Inside it, you nearly devoured an entity once, as I am naive. I am sin, born of oppression and obsession. Of your demise came on time. All is not lost. Late Jung and April sprout. Fungal reprieve where I rediscovered me. I and Sinister Spittle. I love Sen. Love me. Back and breathing. I, I don't think there's any more powerful words in the world than being able to say, I love me. Goddamn right. Invigorating. Good, doesn't it? <laughs> I love me. I love me. You know, everyone, everyone, nobody can understand because when I go out on my trips and I'm gone for, you know, ever and ever and ever and someone's like, you know, I just couldn't handle being out there alone by myself for that long. But I like me. I have fun with me. Yeah. You know, I, I, so I don't get lonely because, you know. I, I know well, that. don't say that, but it's a different kind of lonely. Our lonely is a different kind of lonely. You know what I mean? We can ride. We can ride on our own. You know, no problem. You know, no problem. But hey, you know what? I have a treat for you. What? You know, I like treats. Me for a very long time. I want you to meet Sean. Are you still with us? Absolutely. All right. I'm in mute. Sean. Hi, Hi Sean. Hey. It's an honor. It's an honor. <laughs> It is so, uh, incredible to meet you. 
Thank you. Thank you. And uh, it's a blessing and an honor to even be exposed. And with that being said, um, for my um, haiku explanation, so me, myself, and I, winter, improv, summer, be I, colorless favor, broken hearted, broken pieces, broken hearts, skipping seasons, skipping rocks, skipping class, asking questions, improv. Listen, here, maybe, you see, did you? D, I, D, I, we, colorless favor, black and white, why? Broken pieces, broken hearted, broken cruises, facts, bending, air, whispers, favored, in between, D, I, D. Did you see? Skip seasons, memorize, not summer, spring, winter. The spring, improv, D-I-D, no, split soul, so love me, myself and I, my, my many needs, D, I am, purposeful, perfection, and perfectly perfected, I, colorless, in between, myself and I, D, I, D. That's me. Wow. Okay, he was right. That's a treat. Thank you. That was, that was all off the top of her dome. <laughs> I love you, son. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> and now, uh, did, did, you, did you get another? Did you get another treat tonight, or maybe not tonight? Maybe next week if you didn't. But you would have told me already. Definitely. I I I I think he was talking to himself. No, 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 no. I was talking to you, Nyla. No, I got another treat on the show. I know, screen. I know. If you didn't get it tonight, you will get it next week. Um, but, yeah, welcome. Sean, it's necessary. And, uh, Sean, necessary. This is Nyla. She's so necessary as well. I'm so glad I got to meet you. I'm glad you came here and read, honey. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, now that you've been here, I, I hope that you will come back and share again. I, I, I'd be honored to. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks, sweetheart. Thank you for bringing me a surprise, Sin. You're very, very welcome. You know, I cut off everything. Uh, there's no all poetry. There's no WordPress. There's no deep underground. There's no clubhouse. There's nothing. Uh, but there are you, Nada, and my, my select friends. So I love you. Have a good night. I agree with my son. Okay. We'll talk to you next week, sweetie. Thank you all. All right. Good night, you guys. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 807-807. You might possibly be on the air. I might possibly be on the air? Yeah. (laughs) I might might possibly still be kind of fragile. I'm not too sure. I'd like to think that I'm less present uh, yeah. than I used to be. Yeah, I could just, I, I could just see like when she was talking and stuff. I could just see you going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a Looney Tune. I actually like use my, cartoon, I use my right? finger to do that. Going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> We're professionals. You guys that, don't try this at home. <laughs> like I was saying in chat, I, I like to think I'm less uh, fragile, but then uh, that's probably part of my charm is, is that part of me. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, I'd left a, um, I'd left something in the uh, a link in the chat. You can check it out. To it's uh, because one of my poems actually did get an ASMR treatment, and uh, there's one version that has the. Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata in it, uh, and it's part of a double feature. So it's in that's in the background, and then there's a part that's just the spoken word, right? And it's uh, under a channel called Whisper Wench, and uh, I think it's like it's all one word, and then the whisper, like the the two W's are capitalized. I think that's how it goes. But anyways, I thought I'd read Matters of Seduction, and the title is kind of a play on words because I like to personify things sometimes. And I love astronomy, as uh, many people know. And uh, so I like to kind of put sometimes like a sensual spin on something that's like physical in the world, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, so mm-hmm. this, is matters of, this is matters of seduction. Calling out to matter in syntaxes of otherworldly experience. Energy seduces matter into a realm of fantastic light as angstroms of light contract and languorously lengthen. I see you in that light, energy says to matter, as matter collapses to a point of infinity, where the impossible is the common realm of everyday reality. The trails of matter trail out, inching forth in vaporous forms of nebulous light, transiting between states of matter and energy, its plasma heated by the passions of stars fills the gulfs of the starways between. The matters of seduction are ever-present as matter and energy trade places, energy partaking of physical delights, and matter is invigorated with ethereal flights. The undulations of matter to energy, energy to matter, they are like the tides of earthly shores where gravity pulsates with a rhythmic sway as the waves make love on the sandy shores that lay upon quiet quays. I feel the ever-unfolding arms of energy reach out to me when the pull of gravity pulls in and out in an ever-climaxing pattern of its passions, calling out to the matter in my body to give up its particles to it so that it may experience the sensory delight experienced by this body. I give my body each and every night its matter to the energy that calls forth to me in the universe, that seduces me with kisses of gentlest light. And the second sight within my body sees the infrared blossoms of rosy nebulous light and the ultraviolet emanations of stars in fits of passions that feel the wonder of the night. And that is Matters Seduction. And I see that there's a video that that came with it. I'm just looking at which one which one I was inspired by because I, I don't even remember now. I have to like I have to like look up what the what the link was and like and like uh, 
turn off like the amp for a second so that when I go to it, it's not like it doesn't show up on my on the stream. But yeah, that's matters of seduction, and that that's like my personification of things. Oh, okay. I guess the create is is inspired by a video called Creating the Cosmos, and it has like a. I remember it had this uh, beautiful song in it. Uh, so yeah, so that was. Uh, that was my poem there, and uh, I always I amused myself because I managed to talk about pulling, putting Tabby into sloppy without actually saying it. And I think that's I think that's pretty masterful poetry when you're able to say it without saying it. <laughs> we still know what you're talking about, Robbie. You're not fooling anyone. Yes. No. I yes, but you. <laughs> to be able to to be able to say without saying um, yes. it, it takes some poetic skill, right? It does. It does indeed. It, it, hey, are you reading two does. tonight? Uh, not tonight. No, just that one. <laughs> what? Do you want me to read the other? one? Uh, let's see if I have the other one or not. Still. Uh hold on. Actually. Uh, I'll read Helix, and I'll read. I just pulled up another astronomy one, so this is another short okay. one. Bursting forth in a blossom of light, a rose plume rushes out from a dying star, and yet from its death the seeds of life spring forth, as elements are catalyzed in the gaseous remains, elements present in our bodies, directed by the double helix of our DNA. What a thing for such violence to give birth to such beauty! As final breaths of stars light, they open the eyes of possibilities of life outside our own sphere. And we look up pondering just what may be out there, unknown to us in this vastness of possibilities. The veritable sea of life that could be present in the universe. We must let ourselves surrender to it. This ocean of DNA rearranged into infinity, a cornucopia of life that comes forth in stars' dying breath, shedding its outer light in its last days. And that one is inspired by a couple of things, actually. Inspired by uh, the second song from Lucette Bourdain's Space Album. And then... uh, there, I think it's the Helix Nebula. Let me just see here. When I put the notes, like I put when those inspirations are there, I put them in the poem because then otherwise I won't remember, right? And because I think I remember in this poem I, I mentioned, I think a helix. Oh, that, that's an old picture. Looks like, but yeah, yeah. The uh, I believe that's the Helix Nebula that that was inspired by as well. So, you know me, I love my astronomy. <laughs> yes, sir, you do. Yeah. Robbie, you did a great job on both of those tonight. Thank you. I'm glad you read the second one too. <laughs> it's funny, uh, with the astronomy stuff, I am so dedicated to it that I even have a red light put into the fix like my light fixture outside on the porch because when I go when you go outside and you want to see something better, if you turn on the red light instead you won't ruin your night vision because it takes 15 minutes for your night vision to reset. So <laughs> that's how dedicated I am to it. I have the, I have Robbie, the red light district set up in there. Yes? Yeah, I was going to say, you do know that that lets everyone know that you're like Nerd. Bordello. 
Bordello? No, yeah, the red light district. Red. Oh no, I yeah. I totally picked up on that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if that's what they I don't care if that's what they read into it that it's the red light district. Go ahead. <laughs> they're, they're it strange me. strange people are gonna come knocking at your door and they're not gonna be <laughs> aliens wanting to probe you. They'll be they'll be humans wanting to probe me. <laughs> okay. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Robbie. Tell everyone how to find you, my love. Okay. I, yeah, I'm letting myself off the hook before you get into more trouble. <laughs> it, can, it can be found. Usually that's your job, but sometimes I have to do that job myself. <laughs> it can be found on Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And if you go there, you'll see all the links to all the stuff that I have. So the, the SoundCloud with my music and and my poetry stuff, of course, and everything else. So, yep, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. Perfect. All right, sweetie, thank you so much for closing the show out so wonderfully. Let me actually double-check and make sure. Yep, you're the last caller, so. Yep, there we go. Yep, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, I think think the schedule is going to be that I'm going to be here. So, yeah, (laughs) I'll at least be in the chat. Yep. All right, hon. Appreciate you, and we will talk to you then. Okay. All right. So as I promised you guys, um, when I talked to Larry, I'm going to close the show with a piece by Sai this week. And this one is called Manifesto. Here we go. Manifesto. It is the poet. It is the poet who should reach out, shout, as loud as sudden death with every breath to the reader. It is the poet who should share, dare to reveal, steal yourself for honesty. It is the poet who should learn to speak a reachable language, a clarity of thought. It is the poet who should give deference, not hide behind obscurity and dusty reference. It is the poet. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.